Hey guys, I've never done this before. I'm promoting two tours at once. Yes, yes, I am still doing the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour until December. I have just announced the Tops Off World Tour. Tops Off World Tour. Get ready to hear that a lot, especially if you're in Europe. That is where we are starting. We are starting this world tour in Oslo. I think January 7th or 6th. Here's it. Pre-sale started today. Go to burtburtburt.com. I'll be in Oslo, Stockholm, Berlin, Copenhagen, Dublin, Athens, London, Glasgow, Newcastle, Amsterdam, Antwerp, Manchester, Birmingham, all in January. That is my European leg. And then I come back stateside. These tour, these dates are on pre-sale as well. Use the promo code TOPSOFF. I am in Williamsport, Virginia, or Pennsylvania, Hershey, Boston, Bangor, Maine, Tempe for the Super Bowl, Savannah, Georgia, Tampa. I am at the Amalia Arena, Orlando, Cedar Rapids, Green Bay, Minneapolis, Grand Folks, Forks. Fuck it. Go to burtburtburt.com. All my tour dates are up there now. Use the promo code TOPSOFF to get your tickets before general on-sale starts this Friday. But this weekend, the Birdie Boy Relapse Tour. Bert, how much shit do you have to promote? A fucking dickload. I'm in Rochester, Minnesota tonight, then Indianapolis, then Chattanooga, Moline, Illinois. Sober October is almost over, guys. Do I look better? Leave it in the comments. Does he look better? No, he's still a fat fuck. Actually, he looks better. Actually, he looks really good. He doesn't look as red. Today's podcast is a great podcast. Uh, my buddy, Bobby Kelly, Robert Kelly, has a new special on louisck.com. Uh, Louis C.K. paid for and shot Bobby's special. Louis is a, a pretty solid dude. He's been taking care of a lot of comics that haven't gotten their props yet and putting them up. And, and, and Bobby is that guy. I've known Bobby for as long as I've been in comedy. I turned 50 next week. And I started comedy when I was 26. I've known Bobby probably 25 years. Is that right? 24 years? I've known Bobby 24 years. How did I do the math so poorly? I've known Bobby for 24 years. He has always been a murderer. One of the funniest guys I know. And right now he's at his height. He is murdering harder than anyone. We talk on the podcast about a lot of stuff. We're all over the map. We talk about cigars. We enjoy two cigars. We talk about... uh we talk about his class of comics and and his friend group in comedy. We talk about we talk about he's lost a bunch of weight. He got the gastric sleeve. We talk about that. We talk about assists in losing weight and how hard it is to lose weight. We've both struggled with our weight. Although I wouldn't say I struggled. I never really cared about my body size. <laughs> I think other people cared more about my body size than me. I mean, I don't mind look, I want to be skinnier, but like I also like myself a lot. But I look better. I think I do. I feel better. I'm sleeping better. I'm definitely sleeping better. I don't know if I'm snoring still. Anyway, it's a great podcast, but more importantly, he's got a new special. It's on louisck.com. It's called Killbox. Trust me when I tell you, you are going to love this. He is the best. He is the best. He is funny as fucking shit. He has a podcast with my best friend, Mike Calta. I call him Cowhead throughout the podcast. You'll hear that. Mike and I have been best friends for, oh, Jesus. Probably 24 years, 20, 20, 22 years. Bobby just met him, but they got a podcast together and they're doing a podcast now called Calton Kelly. It's funny. I 
Cal and I are going to do one called Chrysler and Kelly. Chrysler and Caltech. <laughs> We're going to do one called Chrysler and Kelly and just not have Bobby in it. You're going to love this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, stand-up comedian, host of the podcast, You Know What, Dude. But more importantly, check out his special on louisck.com called Killbox. It's $10. That's, that's two coffees, people. Go get yourself some Killbox. Bobby Kelly. This is I so wish here's what I got. Ari told me we were supposed to do two comics, two cigars, but I was like, we, I don't What's know if we two comics, do... two cigars? Is that you and Ari's? Me and Ari do it. But... I saw you and Giannis on there the other But day. you can do it with I anybody. I Giannis. Is it Yanni? Giannis. Giannis. Okay. But anybody, any two comics can do it. They have to yeah. smoke the b- same cigars. Yeah. So anybody who does it, they'll send it to us and we'll put it up. Me and Bill started doing that. When we started Bill Burt, we were going to like, we'll have a cigar every time. And then it just got overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> Yeah. We got these really long ones. I think we both got sick. Uh-huh. So here's what I bought. This is the cigar you introduced me to. This is it's actually a, my favorite cigar. It's mine too. This is my favorite cigar. And the guys at Tatuaje uh, have reached out and they've hooked me up with cigars. Yeah. And and now that's all I really fuck with. These are yeah. two Cuban cigars. Yeah. Was it Upman? I don't know. You know better than he. These are, I'll tell you these right Abana. now. These, these, yeah, Upman. These La are Gloria Upman. Cubana are almost too much cigar for me. Yeah, I mean, that's like blowing a guy. And then, by the way, these flatheads are like blowing a guy. Yeah, yeah. It's too much cigar in my mouth, and it reminds me of being molested. Because <laughs> you're literally sucking on like. Hey, some... what a great Rogan appearance. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I, it, it was the thing, like, we're doing 500 calories a day, and yeah. it was the thing that got me, like, on the treadmill every night. Was I was like, oh, I can, because it was a three-hour podcast. So I could listen in three parts. Yeah. I'd do an hour walk run yeah. like on the podcast. This was great, man. You I you know, you told stuff on that podcast I don't think I've ever heard you tell right. about like going to prison and yeah. your mom not posting bail. Yeah. It was that a was a really fucking intense podcast. Yeah, that was a tough one, man. That that night <laughs> that was a tough night. That was probably the, one of the worst nights of my life. But, you know, looking back, it was a great thing. Yeah. So it's like weird. Like you always think something's terrible. Like this sucks. Um, my life's over. But you don't know. Like you're yeah. like in in hindsight, all my friends that did they're they're still out. You know, it's I'm so, the only one that kind of made it. My favorite out of all my times with my wife, my favorite time that I look back and I think fondly of is is when she dumped me. What? I know, like, because I think I grew the most in that period. Your wife dumped you? Yeah, yeah, she dumped me. Like, we were dating four months, and uh, I was so in, like, comic brain. Yeah. Where I was like, I don't, I'm no, no, I, I party, I have a good time, I don't, I'm not, I don't want titles. Yeah. I listen, I don't want you to get in the way of me and my dream. Yeah. And we went out, we got into an argument, me and her friends, and it was just, and I was drunk, and I wouldn't let it go, and then I, I was fucking, uh, as I look back, I get douche chills thinking of it, that yeah. moment. But then she, I couldn't get past it. I kept bringing up the fight, and then she was like, I, "I'm not into this. Like this, I'm not like I'm ready to get serious. You seem like you're fu- lo- like lost. I don't. I'm not into it." And dumped me. She says now, now she'll go back and go. I just wanted a break, but she dumped me, and right. I spiraled, and I like read books. I made a mixtape. I wrote a letter to her. Like I fought to get her back. But in that time, I look back and I go, "That was my." 
I remember feeling like inspired wow. for the journey. It must be like when, when you started really, you know the feeling, and I, this sounds crazy, right? but we both know the feeling of when you, when you start losing weight and everyone starts saying stuff to you and you go, you go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm doing it, right? I hate it. Really? I hate it. I hate it this Which time. Which cigar should we start with? We'll start. Well, let's let's, let's smoke. Let's, we'll have one cigar. Yeah. I got a, I got a table read at uh, at noon. Yeah, let's do the Tatawais. I love that fucking cigar. It's the best. The Grand I... Cajone is the best, and the story behind it is the best. You know the story, right? No. Well, the guy. You cool flat cut. Um, I have yeah. a V cut. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the vagina cut. Um. The yeah, the guy you know, uh, Pete went to. Uh, um. Dom Papine, who is like the master roller, who has his own cigars. They're all under his umbrella. And he was like, I want you to make me a cigar. And he made him a cigar, you know, and uh, he came back. He goes, I want it to be more. I want it to be stronger. And he's like, oh, you want cojones? And he's like, yeah. And then he came back with this cigar. And that's why they call it the Grand Cajone. Grand Cajonu, whatever they call it. But this is, uh, this used to not come with the band. I, I, that's, that's the one I had with you. That's the one I like. Is the one, I mean, it's the same cigar, yeah. but when they didn't have a band and it was just this big black yeah. Wesley Snipes penis, you know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> you felt like a man. You know what I mean? There's um. That's funny, though, that you say that about your wife. I lost my wife, too, you know. Really? Well, she was my girlfriend yeah. at the time. We weren't married, but... Yeah, me and my yeah. wife were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time. Yeah. We had a, we had a, I mean, a big falling out, dude. I was a piece of garbage. Yeah, we all were. Like crazy. Yeah, com because comedy is our not our mistress. It's our wife. Yeah. Comedy was my wife. Comedy was my my partner. Everybody else, my what my chick was my mistress to comedy. What was that? Heads up. There's smoke in this. Oh, are you fucking kidding? It's are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Austin, open a fucking door or something. Jesus, this could be bad. <laughs> You can't smoke in no, here. No, we can't smoke in here. I don't know why that's happening. Did Leanne just install that? She just told you this is going to suck. She's like, heads up. This is going to be. It's going to be, be loud, loud. dude. Just so you know, you're not going to like that. That means it's going to be fucking loud. Um, wow. Do we have, uh, is there a way to put like a, put like a, um, a plastic bag over that? Here's when you need Pete. You can shut it down. That, is that ring? Yeah. Yeah, just shut it off. You can shut it off. It's Nest. Nest? Yeah, you can shut it off. Really? Just shut her down. Go listen. Take a break a little. And she has the perfect twatty tone, doesn't she? This is going to get loud. Is it right? It will scare the living shit out of me if it goes off right oh, now. If it goes off It'll right scare now, I'll be, the very, living I'll be shit so happy if it goes off. How do you turn it off? I don't know. Let me see. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, Halston, just put that over the fucking smoke. All right, um, you're tall enough. Where? What room is this? This is uh, Leanne uh, podcast studio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect, Halston. Leanne's office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cameras off. No. Video off. No. Device options auto. Oh, just I get you're taking it off the. No, no, no! It's take it's off the wall now. Yeah, just tuck it in. Video recording that's is that? Perfect. That's not the recorder. That's yeah, perfect. It's a great job, okay. Halston. Oh. All right, great job, Halston. Good name yeah. too. It's 
It's a good cologne. It's a rich right? kid's name, but he grew up a Pentecostal Christian. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like they shook rattlesnakes and stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't guys, allowed to read Harry Potter. You guys had a tent instead of a place? <laughs> he, was, he wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. Really? Well, you look like him. That's crazy, dude. Pocket demon. Look at the tattoos, though, of Rebellion. There oh, it is. hardcore Rebellion. Yeah. He is great. He is. You know what I love about the cigar, too? The, the end. Because it's not, you know, it's not open-faced. It's, yeah. it's rolled. We may want to close that thing. I think now we've got all the smoke alarms off, right? Here, close that door so we don't have any problems, Austin. But no, leave that. Close that door because there's one in there. <laughs> it's when you don't grow up with Harry Potter, you don't know, understand for smoke. Did you have smoke alarms? Were you allowed to have smoke alarms? Were you like, Jesus? Oh, Jesus. Die? Jesus saved Jesus. You. It's like Kurt Metzger wasn't allowed to have vaccines. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Like when you hear that story about Kurt Metzger, you're like, your parents wouldn't get vaccines. And then Rogan does it. And everyone's like, you're a hero. <laughs> 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 if a mom does it, they're out of their fucking minds. But when, it's amazing. Like Jenny McCarthy did it, and yeah. everyone's like, she's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Jim Carrey had to break up with her because of it. She was a little crazy about it. And then it was wrong. They found out she was wrong. And she came out and was like, look, I, I, I was wrong. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't cause autism? No. <sighs> That's why I didn't get the vaccine. I didn't want to get autistic now. <laughs> That'd be great if you got autistic be, now. How great would it be if all of a sudden we just started turning autistic from the vaccine? Oh, we just started rocking and just started not dialing in. My, my comedy got better. How I many... started having more perspective. I didn't need to drink anymore. <laughs> I, I love autistic people. It's so weird. There's so many of you behind you. I know. Sweet, your, wife, your wife left you? Yeah, yeah. My uh, girlfriend. Your girlfriend left you? My girlfriend, um, yeah, dude, I was a piece of shit. And she, I got whacked. You just recently put a picture of her online. Yeah, I don't fuck with her. She's, the, for, yeah. You just recently put She's her online. She's the neighbor in Home Improvement. Time. You yeah. see her eyes over a fence. I saw her for the first time yeah. on your stories. Yeah. And I was I was like, ah, should I call him and tell him he's Dawn's on the stories? Yep. Because you don't ever put her. Now she's, You and Max? You guys are fucking lethal weapon. Ride or die. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, dude, no, she doesn't go on. She don't want nothing to do with it. We're not even connected on social media. We don't follow each other. She knows nothing about anything. Really? She wants nothing to do with any of it. Any of it. Every once in a while, she'll pop on. She'll be fine, but she doesn't want anything to do with it. We'll do stuff once in a while on, um, like, she'll be off. And I'll, because she, at, you know, she'll do just, fucked up shit to me just evil yeah. wife shit and i'll try to you know i'll go online and be like hey you know she just did this and blah 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 and she'll just throw something at my face you know like a rag or a plate <laughs> yeah she's a lunatic from boston i mean is I she from boston she's from everett yeah she's a she's did you a, know her growing up i met her at a um what the f i met her at um la familia giorgio's we were waiting tables together wait and what year is this this had to be 95. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. 95. Wait, have you, is Dawn who you lived in uh, mm -hmm. down in El Segundo or, or down by the Calva airport? City. Really? Yeah. No. You guys have been together that long? Dude, here, you understand the evolution of this. We, I met her. I'm, I'm sexy Bobby. I'm shredded Bobby. Yeah. I'm fucking Al the Monkeys Bobby. Boston. <laughs> What's up? Long hair in Woo! the back, leather jackets. Yep. Dude, leather jackets. I <laughs> White t-shirt. Dude, I had, I had cowhide boots, high heel lace-ups. That's how fucking sexy I was. And nobody gave me shit for it. Um, and I was waiting tables. 
and she would wait tables with me. I wanted nothing to do with her. I mean, nothing. Really? No, dude, I was banging 11s. You know what I mean? My wife was a, you know, a solid seven. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I was, I was the, the, you know, those Italian girls. I was Bobby. I want, I like that crazy shit. And one day we were waiting tables. Suck your pecker? Yeah, that's what I wanted. She was just a nice, cool yeah. girl. And I remember we were waiting tables. She would always, I'd flip out because I had to do a show. I had to go home. It's three o'clock. I can imagine you were one of the most self-centered waiters in like going like, I, th th this isn't what I want to do. I used to take my dick out under my apron. Me and my friend, and we, we'd be like at a rush. We'd be like, yo, Allie. And we tried to see who couldn't get caught. We never got caught, by the way. But um, yeah, we would have been, we would have been fucking arrested. But um, yeah, dude, we, I was waiting tables and she would always come in and, you know, like three o'clock, some European couple would come in for a slow roll of cappuccino and an eggplant parm for five hours. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, I fucking quit. <laughs> I fucking, I gotta get out of here. I got a show tonight. Just complete drama mama. And she just snatched, I got your ticket. Just go. And she'd take my tables all the time. Really? Yeah. And I remember one time she gave me a ride home. I didn't have a ride home. She gave me a ride home in her shitty blue fucking Buick. <laughs> and um, I said, I'm looking at her. And I'm like, she's all right. Like, what? <laughs> She's all right. She's all right. Like she can do. I'm like, you want to go out? She goes, yeah, just like that, confident as shit. She's like, yeah, yeah I will. I want to go out, and uh, I wound up taking her out, and I made her. A, I gave her a mixtape that some other chick gave me. Oh, it was all like Sarah McLaughlin. It was all women. I gave her the mixtape. I made this for you, and uh, she, she she uh, she she listened to it. We went on a date. We went At out. And it goes, Bobby, this is for you. <laughs> the time I sucked your peck and I swallowed. I'll never forget you. The, the time you used the dull butter knife on my throat and you broke into the basement window. Remember that? Um, <laughs> I gave a girl a Christmas present one time. <laughs> In the inside, it said my sister's name. Hi. I just re-gifted it. That was fucked up. I did that to Lucy Peppy. I oh. stole one of my sister's necklaces. I went to a birthday party and I gave her my sister's necklace. I got in trouble. Oh, that but, was the worst. Hmm. Yeah, but she, we knew each other back then. Then we did, I, I kind of met this other girl, this Italian girl, and I dumped her. Remember, she cried and all that shit. But this other Italian girl dumped me because I got, I got sick. Yeah. I got the flu. And I wanted, I was like, she was like, I was like, can you come over and bring me stuff? And this hot, smoking Italian girl, she was like 19. She came over and just saw this sick asshole living, and she she dumped me. She's like, "I want nothing to do with you." Oh, uh, where were we living? Were we living by yourself at the time? Living by myself, but it was in a shithole. Yeah. And uh, Dawn, when did, you, when did that change for you? What, when did you start? When did you stop living in shitholes? I think when I moved to L.A. Really? Yeah, because New York. I I went from Billy Burr, me and Billy Burr, in a fucking shithole on Ninety Seventh Street. And then when I came to L.A., um, I came out here because I booked a pilot. And, you know, coming out for pilot season. So I wound up staying with my friend Joe Yannetti on his floor on a fucking mattress, uh, blow-up mattress. Then Dawn moved out here. Yeah. And when I came back, I stayed with Dawn. And then Dawn's roommate fucked her. So we wound up getting a place together right in Venice and Lincoln. Yeah. It was 800 bucks, two-bedroom oh. with a parking spot. Um, and it was a nice place. The only thing I don't like about LA, these apartments, 
is that people walk by your living room to get to their place. There's a lot about LA that I dislike. Number one is no matter how much money you have, if the person next to you throws a party, you hear it aggressively. Right. Like that never happened in Tampa. Never happened in like Florida. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember like people throwing a party and then you're like, oh, well, I guess we're all throwing Easter parties and it's fuck and they're Persian and they're Hasidic Jew. It's going to be a fucking shit show. Yeah. And so I, I don't, but there's a lot. And, and I, it's so funny. I was at a, I was at a very, I was at a millionaire's house the other day. Yeah. Like a really well. I'm at one today. Uh, and, <laughs> like, and, that was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. And his backyard, there's a, they were, ha- people were fucking around. And I was like, wow, you paid $12 million for this house. And the pe- you're at the whim of the people below you. Yeah. The people wow. that are right below you that you hear them. It, the sound just goes right up. Fuck that. It's crazy. Yeah. It actually makes you understand like when Johnny Depp bought all the houses around him. 100%. You go, yeah, if you have that money, yeah. that's the privacy you want. Yeah. He bought the whole penthouse. He bought the whole block. Blocked, yeah. It's right above, it's right above, uh, I mean, you can Google it if you want to find it, but it's right by the store. Right. He bought the whole street. Yeah. There's one guy that won't sell his house and Johnny Depp put a fucking huge gorilla Facing into the guy's backyard, jerking <laughs> off of the the girl is jerking off or something. <laughs> what a dick! Yeah. I think I think but we know a lot about Johnny Depp now. Yeah, he's, 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 a, a, dick he's, a, he's a wild card. That yeah, guy. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he is a pirate. Um, the uh, but yeah, that 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 is the problem with L.A. Yeah. Especially when you get down to the beach. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's a it's a yeah. L.A. is a weird thing with that with with people walking by. But I liked it. I liked living in L.A. And then we got a place. We fucked up. We moved. To- we didn't understand L.A. Yeah, we just because you come to you come from New York and you know shitty apartment, you know two thousand dollars, right? I remember your apartment. You had bunk beds or some shit, right? I had, had bunk beds in every apartment, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just weird. I was so, I was an old college bird. I just see a place. I go ten foot ceiling. If you could put lofts in here, right? Yeah, right. So it's like, but it's a small place for a lot of money. You come out here and you can get for the same money a real apartment with like a gym and parking and. So we moved to Culver City. We found this place, but it was, it was kind of gangy. We didn't understand. Yeah. I thought gangs were in Compton. No, they're not. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> Steve Fury. If you talk to Steve Fury and Jesus, Tre- Jesus Trejo, they'll tell you there's gangs in the valley that you don't know about. Dude, I was ro- you know the aqueduct, right? The mm-hmm. what yeah. L.A. River. It was right next to our house. So I had these rollerblades. I got these. You know me. I love gadgets. I got these German rollerblades that you can take off the blade. You pop it off. So you can just take them off and walk into a restaurant and go have dinner and then pop them back on. So I used to roll a blade down from Culver City all the way to Marina Del Rey to the water. And I did it a bunch of times. It was great. One time I'm coming back and I saw these uh, kids. One of the kids had a red bandit thing and he pulled it up and he went underneath the highway. And I was like, oh shit. So I'm rolling down the hill because you have to go under... And it's 14 bloods, but kids, they weren't yeah. like adult bloods. They were kid bloods. Yeah. All pulled their bandanas up and I'm, I, I, I'm going downhill on rollerblades. I just went right through them like this. And then one of the kids on the other side knew I, he kind of like this guy, they didn't know what to get. You yeah. know, like, what the fuck is I think this? he can take those off his shoes, guys. This is going to be a <laughs> tough fight. <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was bad. Like we, we moved shortly after that, but it was it was fucking bad. It's it w- interesting because if you come from New York, you go to L.A. and then the good like Dane had the best place. 
Dane's had good places. Dane had the best place in LA. And I remember seeing that. And then my 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 litmus was broken because I was like, well, shit. So is that what houses are like? And then you get an apartment. But you can find some apartments where it's cheap and you're like, oh, this yeah. is affordable and it's a nice place. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in the middle. I'm by San Vicente and, and La Cienega. Or, yeah. And this is not where I want to be. Yeah. And then you and then you can find other places like and then when you start buying, yeah. then it starts getting even more complicated. I remember when we went to buy our first house. Leanne was like, this is a great neighborhood. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated it more than anything. I say shit like I'll never live in the valley. I'm not a loser. Like I just because that's how I behave when I'm with her. Right. Is I'm like, this is where people come to die. This is I still have a career. I hadn't done yeah. anything in my career. And I was like, we go to the valley. We're dead. And the first day we went to a, this is how shallow I am. We went to a world fair, like uh, the school that the girls were going to go to yeah. was putting on a big fair with like carnival games and, oh. and, and a love affair. It was awesome. Yeah. And they had a band on stage and Leanne goes, uh, losers come to die, huh? And I said, yeah, look around. And she goes, look who's on stage. And it was Luke Perry. No shit. And he was jamming on a guitar. And she goes, his kids go to school here. And I was like, hmm. In my head, I go, if Luke Perry's kids can go to school here, my kids can definitely go to school yeah. here. <laughs> and, I, and I fell in love with the Valley. And I fell in love with that neighborhood. I didn't want to leave that neighborhood. I didn't want to come here because I was like, I love that I love that neighborhood. I sleep like a king every single night. My recovery is through the roof. And I'm telling you why. It's because of my Helix mattress. Granted, it's sober October, but I've been loving sleeping. I love it. I'm telling you, if you want to sleep the way I do, if you want to love a mattress as much as I love my Helix mattress, Go and take the Helix Sleep Quiz. They have a quiz that takes just two minutes. And I'm telling you right now, it completely matches you and your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you get a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Look, everyone's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattresses and different models from you to choose from. They have soft, medium, firm. Mattresses great for cooling if you sleep hot like my wife. Mattresses great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. They even have a Helix Plus mattress for guys like my buddy Tom Segura, who are plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with the perfect mattress for me because I wanted something that was soft and I could just disappear in, and I sleep on my side. And, and I'm telling you right now, I feel like a million bucks. There's nothing better than rolling over and my wife's in the same bed and just loving our mattress. I love my Helix mattress. And I know you're going to love one just as much as I do. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. You order the mattress that matched you. The mattress shows up right at your door. Shipping is free. And you don't need to go to the mattress store ever again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick for 2021 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as the go-to solution for improving your sleep. Go to helixsleep.com slash Burt. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They're going to match you to a customized mattress and give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, so you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't like it, but you're going to love it. And they have financing options. And flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Bert. I'm a chewing tobacco guy. I've always dipped when I was playing baseball, even when I was just talking to friends. But I was looking for an alternative. I'm not going to slide into nicotine during sober October 
but I do need something at the end of the day. Something to make me feel like these conversations just take it up a notch. Do you know what I mean? Like a little retreat. There's alternatives for everything these days. Even meat has an alternative. Where are the high-quality nicotine-free tobacco alternatives? Let me introduce you to Black Buffalo. If you're 21 and over and you dip or chew tobacco, pouches or long cut, you've got to try this tobacco alternative, Black Buffalo Zero. Black Buffalo Zero is everything you love about dipping just without the actual tobacco leaf, stem, or nicotine. It is dip, literally made from edible green leaves and food-grade ingredients with the same flavor, texture, aroma, and pack as traditional tobacco products. No compromise required. They produce a variety of flavors that we know and love, like wintergreen, mint, straight, peach. They even have blood orange. And they sell their product at blackbuffalo.com. Black Buffalo Zero is available in both long cut and pouches. And if you're still seeking that calming, tingling feeling with your dip, you can check out their regular product line as well. And here's the great thing. They have a subscription option so on all their core flavors so you can set it and forget it. Born in the Midwest, raised in the South. Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the U.S. Their story, simple. Their founders were looking high and low for tobacco alternatives across the U.S. and even overseas. I remember seeing a thing on that on 2020, but nothing delivered the same satisfaction or high quality they were looking for. So they decided to make their own in small batch so you can count on, on Black Buffalo to be the best quality. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing more enjoyable for me than a guilt-free treat at the end of the day with that black buffalo zero i throw it in my lip i am home i've used traditional chewing tobacco until i found black buffalo zero and i'm glad i finally found a high quality alternative to tobacco that also allows me to ditch nicotine here's the deal it's 2022 are you still dipping traditional tobacco or those white portion things if so and you're 21 it's time to get with black buffalo zero it's everything you love about dipping just without the actual tobacco leaf stem or nicotine. Head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code BERT for 15% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code BERT for 15% off your order. When I was in the city, I remember Greg Fitzsimmons said to me right when I moved to the city, he had just bought his first condo or co-op. And he's like, first money you get, buy an apartment. And, I, and that's what I did. First money I got, I bought my, a place. And I loved it. And I thought the same thing. You move out of the city, you gave up. You're yeah. done. It's like moving back to Boston or going back to where you're from. Yes. It's like you can't do it. And then I remember I had Max. And um, I got into a fight with a homeless guy the first night we brought him home. Almost, I mean, toe to toe. Yeah. Did I tell you this before? No. Okay, we come home from the hospital. I'm, my life has changed. You know what I mean? How old are you at the time? I was 42. Okay. okay? I'm 52 now. So it was nine years ago. Oh, okay? wow. Is he 10? No, he's nine. 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 I was maybe 53. Whatever yeah. the fucking date is, right? Yeah. But, I mean, dude, they, I didn't know that when you have a baby, they just give it to you and say bye. Oh, yeah. So we, And we had to take a cab home. Like, we didn't have a car. So we had to hail a, I had to hail a fucking cab with a newborn. So this guy rips up. He's flying. I'm like, dude, can you please take it easy? Oh, like, I can totally see you too. Yeah, you know me, right? <laughs> fucking. I was fucking. <laughs> you, there's, I wish I could explain this to the, I wish there was a, I don't know the right way to explain this, but you are, you are, you are <laughs> hardcore. You get Im involved in the, in the thing very hard. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drama mama. I'm emotionally, I'm an emotional landmine. <laughs> I will blow up. Yeah, I'm very, I am very thin skinned. I don't know how to explain this, but I'm I can visualize that. certain things. Yeah. But other things, dude, it, 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 it brings me back to little Bobby. Yeah. And I'm like, you won't fucking hurt my child. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I've been working on the therapy for so long. It's so, I can so picture oh, you yeah. coming out of the hospital with they just give it to us. They just give it to us, <laughs> dude. I had, I had gotten. You know, I had a really cool experience the other day. I, I went to, went to. I had planned the. I hadn't planned getting Georgia home, but I had planned the song we'd listen to on the ride home. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't planned what car we'd be in. Right. I hadn't planned putting the car seat in. I had none of that. And so we got to the hospital. I had the car seat in the thing. Right. And they were like, has it been installed properly? I was like, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> and they're like, no, it needs to be, it, you can, it can't wiggle. And I was like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, you need to go to a, a fire department and have them put it in. And I was like, you're not going to emasculate me and have me go to a bunch of men and go, can you put this car seat in? So I jam it in the best I can. I was like, but I get the songs playing. Like, I'm ready. The song's playing. It's queued up. Like, yeah. put her in the car. I'm ready to hit play. And it was Wilco, I'm the man that loves you. And what's, I had the coolest experience. I, I, Got to go to Wilco in North Carolina or no, at Red Rocks the night after my show. I went to see Wilco and yeah. I met Jeff Tweedy and Leanne. And I was like, I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. And Leanne was there. And Leanne goes, He played you guys when we drove Georgia home. And he was like, You did? And I immediately I start crying. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> I planned to doubt him, the man that loves you. I was like, Did you write that about your? And then I'm in the middle. I'm like, Wait, that's not about his daughter. <laughs> like, it's about what the fuck, some chick. And I'm like, What the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> I can so picture you. They just give it to you. They give it to you. Here's the thing, too. I couldn't stay over. New York, when you have a baby in New York, it's different than out here. Because out here, I would imagine it's a little nicer. You can stay in the hospital with her. Yeah, stay in the hospital. You can't. I had to leave at 8 o'clock because some fucking guy was walking around pretending to be a husband and finger-banging, diddling, like women who just gave birth. Why would he want those? I know. That's the worst it, ones. It looks like just like a drunk. Oh, like, just, smells horrible. Yeah. Like everything about the fucking yeah, post just, post birth vagina is disgusting. No, it's terrible. It oh, really what just a fucking douchebag. He ruined it for all of us. Dude, yeah, we couldn't. I'm like, I was like, why can't I stay? It's my he's like, because this rule, this guy was walking around diddling pregnant women while they were sleeping. So he ruined it for everybody. This guy so, Chip Chipperson was walking around. Yeah. <laughs> just Voss. Uh, but yeah, I had to go home every night. But we took we took the oh you're the best, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. We took the uh by the way, don't let me forget to bring up Voss. Yes, absolutely. We uh we took the baby home, dude. And that night I was outside walking the dogs two in the morning, exhausted, talk like my life just changed, talking to my mom on the phone. I got the dogs on one thing, and there's around three feet for people to walk on the sidewalk, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, this homeless guy kicks my dog. I hear rip, and I'm on. I'm like, what? You know, I'm fucking. You know, like you said, yeah, right. That that kicks in, and I get in. There, what the fuck? He goes, watch where your fucking dogs on, motherfucker. I go, motherfucker, fuck you. You don't kick an animal. I yeah. get all of a sudden. I become Peter. You know what I mean? You don't touch animals. Animals are sacred. And he's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Watch your dogs. You're on the stupid phone. I was like, there was three. We're going at it. We get nose to nose. He's like, fuck you. I'll beat the shit out of you. I go, you'll fucking beat the fuck. I'll fucking. You don't know who the fuck I am. 
And I went to that fucking, yeah. eh, you know, juvenile fucking abused Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Eh, I've been waiting for this moment to release my fucking pain. And he goes, he goes real loud. You don't like black people? And I was like, what? I love black people. I know. I started naming that Keith Robinson. I was, you know, Patrice O'Neill. I was best friends with Patrice. I know Kevin Hart. I started naming. Was, you don't like black people? You're like, wait, dude, hold on. But he he said it loud, man. And people were like out the window, like, this motherfucker really bad. I was like, oh, Anthony no. rolls up. I told you, Bobby. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, dude, I feel I feel somebody grab my shoulder and I go, ah, like this. It was my she was a Russian superintendent, this woman. Yeah. She was Russian. She grabs my shoulder, she goes, Bobby. You just had baby. You don't do this. Yeah. You must go home. And she walked me by my shoulder oh. back to my house. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and she she brought me into my wife. She goes, he's outside being crazy. Take him in, right? And so that night I put my house on the market. Really? I called DC Benny, who I love. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, DC Benny. Yeah. And he, I said, how fast can I get out of this? He goes, six months. He goes, you have to sell. You have to rent, you have to buy. So I put my house on the market and I uh, I sold it. I rented Gnome's house. Gnome's, Gnome, where Gnome lives, he yeah. had moved. He let me rent his house and then I bought my house. Up in and the, you bought up in- Up in the suburbs, Westchester. Yeah. And the day I pulled in from the comedy cell that night and I got out of my car and I had the window down and- and I walked in and I was like, I went in my backyard and I smoked a cigar. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? It's this is this is not giving up. This is moving the up. Yeah. This is the Jeffersons. Dude, it's the it's so funny because I look at I felt the same way. I was like, you'll never catch me living outside the city. Right. I remember I, I gotta be honest with you, I had a, I had a problem with Brooklyn. When I when people would move to Brooklyn, I go, Oh, so I guess you gave up. It's true, yeah. And it's and weird. and then I Saw you and Voss were the two guys I saw, like, you know, Voss does gardening with Rich or whatever. Oh, but I, fucking worst. But you out doing cigars in your shed, yeah. him out there, and then I was like, oh, I bet I'd fucking love that. And I love the smell of, of like, just outside the city. Like, the and oh. this sounds crazy, but even Jersey, during the winter, there's like a, it's if you smell autumn. Yeah. You, you can smell it in New York, but it's also piss and yeah. and, and New York, it's the jizz trees. Yeah. Those those white trees smell like jizz. I would definitely live. And you you know who uh, DM me last night? Who your main cabin people? Oh, um, you broke their fucking website. You know no, no, that, no. Right? Um, Tiny Homes of Maine. Yeah, that you know you broke their website. I'm listening to you on Rogan. Yeah. Second, you said that. By the way, that is brand adjacent to Rogan. Like that. I went over there. I got the HP 505 on it, and I went, right. "What the fuck." Really? So yeah, yeah, they, their website was shut down. Could not get a picture of <laughs> yeah. your cabin of anyone's. Right, yeah. Uh I, I think I followed them on Instagram because I couldn't find them on yeah. uh on what you will call it. I went to your Instagram to find them on Instagram. <laughs> but then they hit me up and they're like, "Hey, just, you know, I don't I don't I didn't read it actually. They yeah. sent it but they were like, "Hey, yeah. I'm sure you heard us on, on Bobby." Yeah. Yeah. But that that I would I Leanne was talking about she wants to get a house in in fucking Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead and yeah. I go she was like, let's get a house. Start sending me properties. I go, hold on. Let's buy property. Buy let's land. buy property and let's put a tiny home on there. I That's go, I it. got these people. They'll drive it across country. Yeah. We'll put a tiny house. We'll put, I go, how about this? Yeah. This is, uh, this is my fucking fix. Yeah. I go, let's get land on a mountaintop, right? Yeah. Like, a, like a legit 
grade it out, get a nice flat mountaintop, and let's put like five tiny homes. Yep. And rent it out. Yep. Airbnb it so people go, oh, we're having Thanksgiving. We're all going to, and we'll, we'll build one structure, mm-hmm. like one structure in the center mm-hmm. that's got like an out. It's like you can open, like we'll put in some money. Yeah. You know, get some pocket doors. You can open it outdoors, wrap around outdoor seating, but let's put tiny homes so people can go up. And I go, we'll make it for us. My sisters, you, my my parents, and we'll make it for us. But you can Airbnb it, and it would be like a cool place to go up with your family. And then it's, and I go, I, I could rent the fuck out of that. Put it on my podcast and be like, yo, I got five tiny homes. It's up in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. If you guys ever want to rent it out, hit us up. It's on burtburtburt.com. And I started going, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm all over this tiny home shit. Dude, they did they do that up in the Catskills now. There's, really? There's a, there's a guy, there's a bunch of people. This is big. Because the thing with tiny homes, you know, look, I'm, I, I didn't have, middle of the pandemic, I had no money. But I'm sitting there waiting to live this life. Like, I'm going to get here and then get my lake Wait, house. Can I, can, do you mind, because yeah. you talked about that on Rogan. And I don't think, I don't think, I think people listening to this think we're all rich. Yeah. No. But there is a real, like, there is a real panic that happened to us. At the beginning of the pandemic, where all of us, all of us, including me, because yeah. we had just bought this property, it's all relative. Yeah, because you you have a bigger house than me, so your money, it's all relative. Louis, same thing. He's got five houses. It's yeah. all relative. Yeah. But you talked about that, and and I I remember because I'm best friends with Mike Calza, probably better than you. But no, I'm number one. You're you're. I think you're in the teens. I'm pretty sure you're in teens. You're not teens. But you're definitely elves, like uh, 12, 11. Yeah, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. That kills me. That hurts my feelings. I'm number, I'm, listen to me. I'm number, Bert, look at me. Number uno. That's Spanish. I'm number one. I'm number one. The only thing that makes me <laughs> sad is that Ralphie's not alive to fight this too. Cause you know, Ralphie believed he was listen, number one. Ralphie, if Ralphie was alive, he probably might be number one. But I definitely took over Ralphie's spot and bumped uh, you the fuck out. I mean, he called me this morning and he goes, he goes, hey, uh, I said, Bobby's coming over. He goes, yeah, I know. You bring up that you're my best friend. <laughs> See what he says? Number one. You're not. You're, you're, I, think you're, I think you're 12. Oh, by the way, I okay, like if you go through his best friends, Pete's up there. Pete's two. Pete's two. Pete's local one. Okay. He's local one. Okay. But he's when local. I'm, local one. I'm worldwide one, and when I'm in town, I'm number one. Am I ahead of? Am I ahead of? Am I ahead <laughs> of? Of uh, of Spanish? Do you think? No, you you're think not. Spanish is ahead. Of Spanish. Me? Carmen's ahead of you, dude. Car- Car- Carmen. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Dude, I swear. Dude, I swear to God, dude. Carmen's ahead of you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. um, well, oh, yeah, oh. what I'm saying is that Cowhead told me like during the pandemic, he's like, yeah, I think that's when you guys started Calton Kelly, right? Well, this is why Mike Calt is my number one, <laughs> and he, I'm his number one. Okay, you know, um, right when it happened, I had I had been building this thing, you know, this tour theater tour. You know, you're doing not, creeps with kids with creeps Bennington. With kids. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. You got to kind of build this stuff. You know, you're yep. the king of this stuff, you know? And I finally got this tour going with Creeps with Kids and it was selling out. We were doing great. The, all the content was great. We we're having a great time and my shit was selling out. And I was doing clubs, but I was doing single venues. And I had my whole year 
my Matt Frost called me up, dude, you're done for the year. Yeah. I, you, that's the first time in my career where he called me up and said, dude, I can't book you anymore. Like you're done. So I didn't have to worry about shit for the rest of the year. I'm done. So whatever else I did was gravy. Right. Um, and that, that's a feeling in this business comedy that makes you go and you can kind of enjoy things and relax a little bit. And I've, then, I've known that feeling. And I mean this sincerely only a couple of times in my career hmm? where I go, everything's out. Right. All my dates are sold. Yeah. It's the greatest feel body shots world tour. That's the one time body shots world tour and birdie boy, the initial birdie boy tour. Yeah. And then, and I know I knew those feelings of going, I'm out and I'm sold. And I don't right. have to worry about it. I don't have to do promo videos. Mm -hmm. I get to just go show up and do shows. It's and the greatest fun. It makes you enjoy people, your family more, your friends more. It just lets you enjoy things a little and, more. And just so everyone's clear, is that even with clubs, like it's it, theaters are different. Theaters, you can there's a fine, especially at a certain size theater there's yeah. a finite amount of tickets that can go and once they go they're gone yeah. there's a finite amount of shows you can do once they go they're gone yeah even in clubs they'll add a wednesday there's never that rest right there's never there's always like yo we're gonna add a sunday a third saturday yeah and then and and now the at the venues i'm doing they're like we're gonna pull fucking curtains back and so you never get that feeling of like oh i'm good i'm good because you're there's, always there's no uh, the other side of it is the worst feeling in the world when they draw a curtain yeah, you come out and, and I no one ever wants to be there, and I'm hyper aware. I'm always promoting. Yeah, I'm I'm done with the guy. I'm done being the guy. All shows sold out because yeah. I'll always add tickets. I can always add tickets right, right. now. Yeah. Um. In any venue I do, there's I can add a I can add fucking I just added a thousand tickets in Rochester right the other day. That's great. And so you're like, it's not great because you're always like going like I'm never relaxed. Never I, relaxed, but you can be relaxed because you sold that. I I to me it's the first show. That's no, all I no, care about. It's not. It's not for me. Really? Yeah. It's, Dude, well, it was never. So I'm but right now, right now, the, the tour that I just announced is all arenas. Yeah. So they're great. all. Congratulations, thank you, man. Thank you. It's fucking arenas, dude. I know, but they're, but I did arenas. I've been doing arenas now <laughs> for like two, two years almost on and off. I'll yeah. do so, like one, two arenas, two theaters. Yeah. Theaters are great. You can add shows. Arenas, they always, like the first arena I did, uh, not first, but one of the ones was Cleveland and, and, and I, my tip, my sellout was at like seven thousand, and I go done, and then I get to seven thousand, and I just look at the ticket counts for like two more thousand tickets. What the fuck? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I got two thousand. How did I misread this? And they just keep adding seats because you always can add seats in an arena, and then you can always push it into the center. You can go in the round, so it's like this. Is, but that listen, man, you this is, dude, we're two assholes from fucking the comedy cellar, and you're talking seven thousand seats. I know what you're saying, That's but I'm saying like, fucking, but I, I was trying to identify with, I yeah, know yeah, the feeling of yeah. going, I'm so clean. That feeling is the fucking, clean. Yeah. The clean thing is great, man. It's, 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 it's amazing. And when you, when that Matt called me up one night, I think I was on stage at Cruiser Kids literally before I was walking on stage to go on and he called me and he never really calls me on weekends. And he, he goes, dude, it's all gone. It's all gone. So and I was like, what? I was like, all your shows are canceled, dude. I got nothing. I'll get back to you and I'll let you know what's happening, but there's nothing. But I'll work something out. Maddie always does. Yeah. But I, my heart, dude, I had to, Robert Kelly, I had to go on and do my shit. And yeah. I was so sad. But Kalta, he call, I called him up and I was talking to him because when he's my number one best friend, I'm not his number one best friend. And, you know, we talk all the time, like every day. And um, 
like twice a day sometimes, but mostly every day. And we were talking, opening up, because that's what we do, because we're best friends. And he, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, he goes, dude, I got you. It was fucking weird. He goes, we'll do a podcast every day. We're going to do a podcast. We'll do it on your Patreon. I'm going to send all my fans over to it. You'll be fine. And we did a podcast seven days a week. Seven fucking days a week. We did this show. And you were on it. Yeah. You, everybody, all you guys came in on it. Yeah. And we rallied around it. And he never took a dime. And I said, dude, what do you want? He goes, nothing. He goes, I don't want anything, dude. I have a job. I love doing it with you because you're my best friend. And I just want to, I want to do this. And we had, we still do it. We still yeah. do it two times a week. And we, but he, he, him and that Florida fan base. Because you, you started going down to like McCurdy's or something. Dude, and McCur I did um, Versani's because, you know, that's why I love Florida. I've seen Versani's. It's over. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. It's Port Charlotte. Yeah. Um, Versani's, side splitters. Um, uh, I walked into Versani's one time. Really? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was, we were eating dinner across the street. We were doing a show down in Port Charlotte. And I was like, and it was from Travel Channel days. And I walked yeah. in and I was like, uh, I was like, hey, who you guys got on the show? And then yeah, just complete oblivion. Like I was nowhere in comedy. And they were like, they're like, hey man, there's a line. And I was oh. like, I was like, oh, the, but who's on stage? I, I might know them. And they're like, do you follow comedy? And I was like, I'm gonna leave my that's that, that happened to me a lot at Travel Channel, where you'd walk into a club thinking yeah. you're a comic and they're like, yeah. you weren't in the scene. You that happened to me it. at Zany's last year. <laughs> That happened to me. That happened to me with a comedian. Uh, Zany Chicago wouldn't let me in. Oh, I went, to the back to, went to the back door. They were like, hey, uh, what's up? I think Joe List was there. Oh, and for I was real? Like, hey, I'm Joe List here. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you get, he's on stage right now. You got to go. And I was like, I just went, okay. I just walked away. That's the best is when you just go like, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. And then and then one dude in line goes, you know who that was, right? And then they're like, nah, and I don't give a fuck. Beat it. I, that happens he got to me. fired, I think. The guy that stopped you? Yeah. For real? I think so. That happened to me at the comedy store in London. You? They, they well, I, I was, I mean, it was a long time ago. Okay, so yeah. and they were like, like, don't know, you might keep it moving. <laughs> they, Not on the list. Oh, okay, guy, guy, real. Can I stop you really quick? Yeah. That's Australian. All right. <laughs> All right, mate. No kangaroos in here for you. <laughs> you just did Australia. Don't know, you might. He's like, he's like, he's like, Okie dokie. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Hello. No, dude. Why am I stuck in Australia? I think it's the hat. It's the <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I think it's the hat. <laughs> Don't know you. No. <laughs> like, All right, bruv. All right, bruv. It was a black dude. How about this? How about this? <laughs> bruv. Uh, no, mate. That's, no, that's Australia. I'm Australia now, too. Can't get it out of my head. The... Uh, <laughs> So, I got, I got, sorry, I got, China. Sorry, China? China. That means uh, China plate mate. They call oh, you is that China. what they do? Yeah, yeah they oh, do all the that. Apples shit. and pears. Yeah, and they do. I and, love that shit. I had a dude, I had a dude one time talk. I can't really tell this. I, I can tell the story, but I can't tell you who the guy is. Yeah. But he's like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to do it because I can't do the accent. Okay, try yeah. it. Just uh, try he was it. Like, he was like, he was like, my dad, my dad's a, my, my dad's a gangster, you know, you know guy talks south about me me sister dad comes in with the apples and pears like a switchblade right? up, yeah. up the blades cut some crisscross applesauce on his hiney throws some salt in his bum guy can't sit down for the next nine months yeah, try it sometime 
Dude. That was a good one. That was a good that one. Was that was fucking... a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Dude, you could be in a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> I could. You could, dude. I would love to do an, do that where, where your accent just keeps going in. You know, there's guys that do that in movies. Andy, you know the uh, Tarzan? Remember yeah. the original Tarzan? Which one? The, the, the Tarzan. I remember Tarzan, but which one? There's been a couple. The one from the 80s. <laughs> they had the girl from Groundhog's Day in it. Groundhog's Day? Andy. Oh, Andy, yeah, she's hot. She, was she Her accent was Southern. Yeah. And so they dubbed over her whole accent. You know, they did that to Steven Seagal in a movie, too. For real? Because he did a um, Southern accent. Oh. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. They did that to Gina Carano. For real? In her movie, her first film, they the dubbed. The one that, uh, that Ben Shapiro made? No. The first one she did, but she was this badass. She did, um, she, they dubbed over her whole voice. It's not her voice. Really? Yeah. Fucking weird, right? I would love to do that. They did that. You ever see Hello Pussycat? Mm, what's that? It's a movie Woody Allen did where that's not the one. It's not Bo Derek. That was the sexy Tarzan. That was fucking hot. That was yeah. like she was yeah. naked in it. He was hot too. God, he was. Yeah, he was smoking. <laughs> um, the uh, fuck, what were we talking about? I was just going to tell you. Tarzan, Andy McDowell. There you go. Andy McDowell, they, they dubbed over her entire fucking voice. Wow. Yeah. That's a weird... Oh, Hello Pussycat. Woody Allen got in... I'm sure this is now racist, but he got a Chinese movie with subtitles yeah. and then just changed their voices to make it a comedy. Really? Yeah, it was like... He, was, he did the whole... She's still fucking hot. She's smoking, yeah. She's smoking. That's like woman. I mean, wait a minute. Down the bottom is kind of getting scary, but... Oh yeah, I mean that's, that's a bad angle, bad that's lighting. A bad, that's a bad fucking. Yeah, yeah, that's a whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa that's cool. someone who did her own man. Right, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, that's wow, 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 wow. Whoa, God, that, <laughs> that was a really bad shot. Is that her with Randy or is he dead? No, he's not dead. Who's the one that died from heart surgery? Bill Paxton. Paxton died. Yeah, yeah. How that's the one that scares me. He did was they, the best mediocre actor ever. What were your <laughs> He's a hold on. Bill Paxton was he was great? Fucking phenomenal. Did you ever? What's the Danny DeVito movie with him and Bette Midler? Bill Paxton plays the Bill Paxton was Chet from uh, Weird Science, right? Yep. Type up Bill Paxton. Right, maybe you're right. Maybe Bill Paxton right. was fucking awesome, dude. He was awesome. He was in uh, Aliens. He was in, and he was. I think he was Weird in, Science. Aliens. Weird Science. He went in for a stint, and they fu and he fucking died on the operating That's table. Fucking sick. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm Tombstone, sorry. Tombstone, True Lies. He's the guy who pisses his pants in the convertible. Yeah. Who takes out? He's a he was in he was in Titanic. He's the guy that goes onto the bottom. Edge of Tomorrow. He's fucking Bill Paxton's a bad motherfucker. Edge of Tomorrow. He was good. He's awesome in everything. Which was a good movie. Wait, was too. he in the Terminator? Bill Paxton was the the fucking was. The guy who comes back and goes, oh. we need to go now. Bill Paxton in The Terminator. Dude, that's two seconds. No, he's the, guy, he's the guy she falls in love with, his dad. What? Oh, no. No. Oh, he was, no, you're right. He was a ter yeah. He was an idiot in yeah, The Terminator. Was, I don't know who I'm thinking of. Anyway, Bill Paxton goes in for a stint, and he, gets, and he fucking dies on the operating table. Yeah. Did you, when you started doing the weight loss stuff, I, don't, I know everyone probably wants to talk to you about this, yeah, it's okay. but like, did you, was there a scare like health wise yeah. where you're like it was a, the moment i mean i had a moment where you know i was like i gotta lose weight i came home and um 
Max was on the couch and Dawn was in the other room fucking this shredded trainer. And she would, they both started going, hey, fatty, you fat fuck. Come and stop us. And you couldn't get through the door. I couldn't get through the door. I was all sweating. I was like, I can't, I can't. And I just went and ate cereal. Um, no, I, I did have, yeah, it was, it was bad, dude. You know. I, I, I don't. To be dead honest with you, and that's my well, part no, of the problem. No, not you. Yeah. I mean, you knew about me. No, I knew I about mean, you, but I didn't no, mean but, no, but I, no, but I, came I do know. Fucked up. No. You know, you fat fuck. No, no, I, I do I know, though. I do know, because I've been, you know, obviously sober now for 24 days. Yeah. Today, we're doing longevity tests in the, in the thing, me and my trainer. Right. And you don't pay much attention. You okay. laugh it off when you can't do them when you're fat. Right. And so, like nine months ago, one of the ones was, "Can you hand from your hang hand hand from your hand hang, hang from, from your, your hands? hands. <laughs> Can you speak in a sentence? <laughs> hand hang from your hands for one minute." And I couldn't couldn't do like twenty seconds. Really, I couldn't do twenty seconds. Today I did a minute, and I went, so "Whoa, that's great!" Yeah. The other one was, "Can you get your heart rate up to like past one forty into cardiovascular, and can it drop twelve beats per minute? Can it get drop drop at twelve? Within a minute, yeah. and I got it down twenty five in a minute, so and so I was like, "Okay, great," but you, when you can't do it, and that's where I've been. I've been living in can't do it for a long time, and you kind of, you kind of, kind of write it off. You're like, "I'm fine." It's, my blood pressure is a little high today, yeah. and you don't realize it's been high for a year every single day. And and I know I remember Patrice, and I don't, I wasn't there, but I remember hearing he went to the doctor right before he died, and he was like, "I got." 10 of the 12 things that kill black men yeah and and you know diabetes high blood pressure and like i was wondering when because you 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 got to the point where you're like fucking i'm taking action well it was basically it it time goes so fast at this stage of the game especially when you have a kid yeah and you just put things off and put things off you know what i mean um you know heartburn and then you know my feet were tingling you know, I was my I was pre-diabetic. Then my heart rate, my heart, my blood pressure was getting higher. Then all this stuff starts happening. You so you go in every year and do this, and I got it, I got it. And they just go, you, I oh, got you need it. to lose weight, and you're like, I'm on it, I'm on it. And they're like, okay, that was a close call. I'm good. And you I, get I, it down, and yeah. then all of a sudden it would come right back up. And this time, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, dude. Really? I was I, I was. I was doing videos, you know, like we have to do all these videos yeah. and I could hear myself breathing. <sighs> I could hear myself on podcasts. Really? Yeah, dude. I was getting, I, I can hear certain people on podcasts breathe sometimes. So big dude. And my blood pressure, everything was up and it was at the point where, um, it was the point of no return for me. I was 350. I stepped on a scale. I was at 350. And I remember I was watching the NFL draft and they announced the guys and like all the defensive lines were like under 350. Uh, you know what I mean? They were yeah. three something. I remember, and then the heavyweight champ was 260, like super heavyweight is 260. I was heavier than most of these guys and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But here's the thing. You, I got my pants to fit. You, you, you know, all the, I, I didn't feel it. You don't feel it, you know? So I was, all of a sudden all these things started happening and I'm like, this stinks. Yeah. I'm going to die. I was the fattest, fattest guy in comedy, which now, congratulations. Thank you, Thank you very much. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't, that, that's from Tom Segura, by the way. I, I tried Tom, to, 
I tried to stick up for you, and he was like, don't do it. No, Tom Segura <laughs> looks amazing. He looks amazing right now. Right. He's 205. But you look good, too, man. You lost oh, some I, weight. I, I you lost, look great. I lost some weight, but yeah. it's funny. You said 250 or 350 was your highest. I told Matt, Matt Mitrione, we were talking, and he goes, what, what were you at your fattest? I go, 265. He goes, okay, 270. And I went, no, no, 265. He goes, 270. Yeah. I go, no, I'm telling you, my, I, when I weighed in, he goes, buddy, there were days you didn't weigh in where you were 270. Oh, yeah. And I went, and that was a wake-up call for me where I went, oh, I've been lying to myself. Like, I, like, I, and then, and then I started going, so I bet, I bet there was a day I was 275. Yeah. I bet there was a day I was 275. I bet, which is, to me, an unacceptable weight in my head. I was like, at least I never broke 270. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I've been, too, I've been 275. And then I started going down and going, my blood pressure has been high every fucking day. I'm on meds. My liver enzymes, I say they're fine. They're at the high end of fine. That's not fine. That's, that's, fine. that's not fine. The middle is fine. That's when they say you're fine. And then I was like, motherfucker. Like, so I now my my struggle right now, my struggle's food. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's not booze. It's food it's, still. It's it's tough. It's the worst. I say it's the worst drug of all. You know, I say that in my act. Like they don't celebrate holidays with heroin. You know what I mean? It's like, especially when you have kids and family and 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 you you just it gets away from you it gets away from you and you 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 have this thing where i have to do it myself i have to just go to the gym i have to get up and move and you can't because the mental if you don't take care of this like 3 years ago when this stuff happened you know i've been sober and stuff i went back to program i went back to really? steps i went back i had to take care of this I had to take care of my spirit, my soul. You have to, you really have to work on this and understand yeah. that it's okay to feel bad. That feelings go away. Feelings aren't facts. And you, it's okay to be mm. sad. I don't want to ever feel sad. That's why I do comedy. I loved I, I think don't I like love a comedy. I, I don't, but it's okay to. It's okay to go through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have that day where it's like, fuck. Yesterday I had some, something happen. Somebody called. This thing went down, and I was like, I was sad. I was like, fuck. My immediate go-to is let's get some ramen. Oh, let's go get some food. Oh, let's, where we, I sat in it. I just sat in it. I, I tried to breathe. I called a friend. I talked a little. All of a sudden, it started going away. And then by the end of the night, I was fine. And I didn't abuse myself at all. Uh, I didn't do anything abusive to, to fuck with myself, to feel, not feel. See, mine isn't, mine isn't. Mine isn't that. Mine is probably even worse. I've been going through this thing, and I can't vocalize it, so I know that I'm going to double talk when I talk about it on Rogan next week. Right. Because I can't figure it out. But I'm not feeling the the sparkle. Like, I'm not feeling the, the pop that happens when you drink. Like, the feeling when someone goes, um, hey, you want, you want a drink? That, that energy... Yeah. Where, you, where your heart, you go, oh, yeah, I'll take a drink. Oh, yeah. fuck, yeah, let's get fucking wasted today. That feeling, Leanne going, hey, you want to open a bottle of wine tonight? Oh, Leanne, one of my favorite things in the world she does, she goes, I'm up for a signature cocktail. And, <laughs> and I get excited. And it's so, my, yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we got this little signature cocktail maker where you put the thing in and it makes it for you. And she and it's so fun because she never drinks. And, and so I've been having a hard time not finding... And end trying to diet and not letting food be the sparkle yeah. and going, so what is the sparkle? And I find myself just sitting in places going like, 
So this is what everyone feels all the time. No anxiety, which is great. Right. No anxiety, but I'm just sitting there going like, yeah. So how do you, where, where's the excitement come from life? Yeah. Like, should I buy something? But it's not excitement, dude. It's good. You understand? Yeah. Like when I got that tiny house, we put it up on that. We bought that land and we put it up there. We, we went up there from July and all, we, we did two months up there and I would find myself, I'd go on my walks in the morning or hike or kite, whatever. And That's the I, other thing is you're an, you are an active dude. I, but I got active. I wasn't. I but, got but active. You, I saw you hiking in Montreal. I would, I, I, yeah, I would. When I was in Montreal, I did that. That was, at, that was during the yeah. thing. But, you know, it was, I found myself, dude, feeling good. You understand? We either feel bad. We want, we're extremes. I think me and you are the same. Oh, very similar. We're extremes. I want to feel like, fuck this, fuck the world. Everybody can suck my, you know. Yeah. Or, what's up? Life is awesome. I, <laughs> I love, love everybody. That feeling. Right. I love waking up hungover and going up behind my wife right. and grabbing her and letting her know how right. much I love her. Right. And when I'm sober, I get up sometimes. I'm like, have you made coffee? Good. But you feel good. I feel great. So but- you have to, You. Ha- I had to learn to learn to um, exist and be okay with good. Like yeah. good is fine. It's It's right here. It's like, when a chick tells you, like, you see this girl and you like her and you're like, you know, the back in the day, of course, now we're both married yeah. assholes, but, you know, and she'd be like, yeah, and you get her number and you were like, fuck, I got her yeah, number. That's a good feeling. That thing, right? Yeah. And then you go home and you call her and it's the wrong number. You feel, you're like, you want to kill yourself. Or <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great analogy. When your mom says, I love you. Well, it's not, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, your mom says you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, you're it's like, like, I love you too, no, mom. I love you too, mom. I'm glad we said that to each other. But that's the fight. That's where you want to live. That's where I want to live. I want to be all right with good. I want to be all right coming home, sitting on the couch, or going in the backyard with my wife, talking. Like those moments. Like I love excitement. I'm gonna say eliminate excitement. Fuck that. And you know, you know the other thing. But to live in the middle with balance a little bit and be okay with that is where I kind of trying to, I'm trying to be more, you know? Yeah. So it's not this, ugh. Sweet, so sweet. So like, I, this, I, these are really rudimentary questions, but it's where my head is. So like, what's, what does a treat look like for you? A treat? Like a treat. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't have, I don't, I mean, I don't have treats. Like I, I, I don't eat, I'm not eating anymore. I eat when I'm hungry. And then I don't, like, because I got that surgery, I don't know if I, but I got the gastric sleeve, yeah. right? Where they make your stomach the size Different of the, than a gastric bypass. Bypass is big. It, bypass is, they, they remove part of your stomach. They rearrange shit, yeah. you know? Uh, the the band is where they put a band over it. The sleeve is, it's a laparoscopic. It's, you're out the next day. It's very, it's non-invasive. And when they do that, it, you can't eat a lot. Like, uh, you know, I, you just can't. You're full. So you have to slow down and you have, cause if you eat too much, you'll throw up. So, so you can so see, I would like that. I would like that for like sashimi or something what? where I go. I like, cause I love sashimi, yeah. but I don't, I don't enjoy anything. I just fucking wolf it down. I, yeah. I, and there's nothing I, I, yeah. I, I, and I, I, if I'm hungry and I make food, it's a nightmare. I make so much food yeah. that then I go, I feel wasteful if I don't eat it. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Fuck food. Fuck food. Food is not, food was my best friend since I was in sixth grade. Yeah. F- food has always been there for me. I don't think I ever realized that because you said, I heard you say that on Rogan. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I never saw you as, I never saw, I, I know 
the difference between skinny Bobby, fat Bobby. I know the <laughs> physical difference, but I never witnessed you. I never witnessed you lose control with food ever. I oh, never dude. saw it. I, I always did it. I was and you always witnessed, but see, you witnessed me lose control with alcohol. Yeah. You'd witness me roll in to your podcast with a bottle of Tito's and I've been drinking <laughs> all day and you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. We like, have people see Tito's that. In the office. It's like Theo. I never saw Theo drink ever yeah. in my entire life. Right. When he said he was sober, I was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe he, I don't believe he, I don't believe he drank. Right. I, I honestly, personally, privately, I thought there this I, I this is horrible to say because I know Theo I know that he struggled with it. Yeah. But like I just never partied with him. So yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm sober. What the fuck's he talking about? Yeah. I never saw him party once. Right. I never saw him drink a beer. Well, because it's when you do I, I do I eat when I'm alone. That's and that you know, was, like that's that why was I love, Theo's problem. I love what you do because you bring all these friends on the road. Rogan does it. You know, Louie does it. Look, dude, I'm a club guy. So I'm on the road alone. And when you're, you know, I don't drink. I don't use drugs. I'm not banging. You know, I'm not doing all this weird yeah. shit anymore. So it's, what are you going to do? You're going to eat. You're going to order some food. And you're going to feel good. You're going to feel that high yeah. of it coming. It's almost like a hooker coming. The guy's Ooh. downstairs. Hey, you have an order. You go down. Hey, how you doing, man? There's, it's, there is that, that losing control. That yesterday I did it yesterday. I lost control yesterday. I had a fucking busy day. Started at five in the morning, yeah. and I got I we wrapped at like three, and we came back here, and I opened <laughs> Ben and Jerry's. Oof. Is the caramel core salted Ooh. caramel? Oof. And I lost control, Oof. and I and I went. That's okay. I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. care. I got nothing in my life. I got nothing. This my day's over. I got no fucking drinks. I'm gonna eat this. And I'm gonna lay down with heartburn. Yeah. And then I got. And then at least with food. You can go, oh, I'm getting back on the treadmill tonight. So I got back on the treadmill at night, ordered some sashimi. But that's the thing with food. That's why it's a, it's a hard one for most people. Like, I can't tell you how many emails have I gotten that are people are like, dude, thank you. Because, it, dude, getting the surgery is like being gay. Because I know so many, I know, I'll explain. I know so many people have gotten it, but out, out of the closet. Like when I came out. Oh, oh, okay, when I, yeah, yeah. Dude, when, <laughs> I, dude, when I came out, people were like, dude, I'm, well, that's I'm gay too. Like, there's so many people that got the surgery or are thinking about getting it, but are scared. You're so scared because it's, it's like somehow giving up or quitting or taking the easy it's route. It's so funny when you said that because I texted you a while back and said you're looking great, and yeah. you went, thanks, thanks a lot. And I said something like, what's the like, what, what are you doing? And you were like, yeah, just you know. Just like you didn't say anything. I didn't tell anybody and, at first. And, and I went, I went, I went, motherfucker. And then in a weird way, I'm really grateful that you came out and talked about it because <laughs> I started, you because pe you start really fucking with your own head. Yeah. And you're like, motherfucker, man. Yeah. Like, because when people start, like when Tom yeah. started really losing weight and yeah. getting ripped, I was like, I'm like, what the fuck? There's something special that brings us together and closer during the fall, enjoying all the warmth and comfort of a fire pit, plus the portability, quick setup, and cleaning. Best of all, no smoke. I hate smoke by a fire. It ruins a fire. Look, summer may be exciting, but nothing beats the great outdoors during the fall. Make the most of your outdoor time this fall with the Solo Stove smokeless portable fire pits that are easy to set up and clean. And when I say easy, I'm telling you so easy to set up, literally a matter of seconds, I pulled it out of this bag that I carried out to my backyard. I threw it together, and I had a fire within no time. It was so easy to start a fire. I'm telling you right now, typical fires, you're there feeling like you're on the TV show alone. You get a solo stove, 
and you are you are warm within seconds. I'm not even joking. Seconds within 30 seconds, I had this fire blazing and smokeless. I'm telling you right now, that is the best part from unboxing and set up and starting and enjoying my fire. I literally was there in like three minutes and the cleanup. No charred hunks of wood, just pure white ash, stainless steel construction designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you'll wonder how there's so much fire. The perfect catalyst for getting outside and spending more time with friends and family. Get yourself a cocktail. They are so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Prepare for your best outdoor memories yet and save big during the Solo Stove Fall Event. Plus, use promo code BERT at solostove.com for an extra $10 off. That's solostove.com, promo code BERT for $10 off on top of the fall event deals. Hurry, the fall event ends November 10th. Sober October is almost complete, and I've been tracking my health progress with my whoop. Let me tell you something. There is no better feeling than waking up and checking to see how I slept. It is my favorite thing in the world to do. Second only by getting on the treadmill and finding out how much I can exert myself. What is a whoop, you're asking? It is a fitness tracker with a companion app that specializes in breaking down your sleep, recovery, and workouts. I've been using whoop literally every day to make sure I've hit my activity goals each day. And I get a ton of insights into my recovery and my sleep as well. I literally, every morning, the app breaks down my sleep along with other data like resting heart rate, which Ryan right now is 54. Based on that, Whoop gives you a daily recovery score from 1 to 100 so you know how ready your body is to take on the day. Plus, Whoop makes it super easy to see how my sleep recovery and workouts stack up compared to all my benchmarks. Uh, It is so super helpful me, even when I'm drinking. Here's the deal. I got to be dead honest with you. The the way my Whoop's been talking about my body, it's almost... (laughs) My whoop talks to me about my body like uh, like I want someone to talk to me about my body. <laughs> I, it's nice to have a device on my wrist that knows me better than I know myself. If anything, I guarantee I'll be comparing my data in November. My first week of November is going to be rough to my mom numbers right now. I'm telling you right now, no alcohol has been a real game changer. My sleep is the number one thing. My anxiety, which my whoop doesn't tell me about is but it does kind of because it shows my resting heart rate and my resting heart rate when i'm drinking is like 74 it's a 54 right now that's 20 beats less per minute jesus i'm telling you when i cut booze out of my life i can actually see all the positive impacts my favorite thing about my whoop uh the other day peter called me and woke me up in the morning so i was late to go to work out and i saw that I, i i literally said he woke me up out of a dream this is the coolest thing. I looked at my whoop recovery, my 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 sleep, and I was in. I legit was in REM when he called. I was my whoop said you were dreaming, and I was like, yeah, I know I was dreaming. That's so badass to know that this thing on my wrist can tell me so much about myself that even when I go, I was just having a dream. My whoop goes, yeah, we know you were having a dream. If you've been looking to start focusing on your health, I cannot recommend whoop enough. It will give you the information about your body to know how hard you're pushing yourself, and you can see your health improvements every 
single day. Go to whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com and use the code BERT to save 10% off your order today. If you've already purchased, you can join the team with the code C-O-M-M dash the number two bears. Can I say this though? Yeah. I needed an assist myself. I, there's, there is, I needed assist. So like, and yeah. there's assists available. Yes. Like, like right now, we went and me and Leanne got our blood work done. Yeah. My testosterone level is tragically low. It's like right. 150. 100%. And they were like, you need testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. I'm I'm hesitant to do it because I think it's something you do for the rest of your life. It is. And then once you commit to that, yep. then also, you know, there's there are risks that come with it. And especially guys that party. You're putting more. I got blood pressure, heart. Like, I got all this shit going into my liver trying to get my heart rate low. Right. I should just start with losing. Lo- I can lose weight, like, and but testosterone. Well, I, I did the same thing with me, dude. I got my teeth, all this stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna do this and that. And I was like, this assist because everybody gets one. I know a lot of people at my age. Everybody, everybody has something. Has an assist. Something. There's very few people you see in their 40s right. that lose weight without an assist. So, but this surgery for me was like, okay, it's gonna put me in rehab for a couple of years. I'm going to be able to not, I'm not going to be able to do, I'm not going to be able to stuff my It's going into rehab. That's a brilliant fucking, right. that's a brilliant fucking analogy. But I get to live my life. I'm going to go into outpatient rehab right. for the next couple years Couple years, and, and get myself healthy yep. so that this assist counts. Because you have to start walking. Like I, when I said to like, I was, I was telling people like I'm working my ass off. I was, I was walking 10,000, 20,000 steps a day. I was lifting weights. I was kayaking. Every day I was moving because it. The, the one thing that I know that before the surgery is exercise. Yeah. Exercise is the fountain of youth. Everybody I know that's living a good life and healthy, exercise. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, exercise is first. First, I mean, first thing was my brain, spiritually. I had to get righteous. Yeah. I had to get righteous. I had to be okay with good. I had to deal with my addictive shit. Yeah. Then- I had to start moving, and then I got the surgery. So when I when I was not going to tell anybody because I was just going to stay in the closet, I I felt guilty. Like when you texted me, and there was fans going, "Dude, I'm trying." I was like, "Dude, I need to let people know about this." I'm so glad you did that because there are so many people that don't say a fucking word. Mm-hmm. They look awesome, and everyone's like, "So I guess they're just better than you." And right? You're, and you and you're sitting there going, "Like, That's hey man, like I'm not like I'm it's I'm turning 50. My testosterone's in the fucking trash right now. It's a hundred and fucking fifty, hundred twenty. It should be at a thousand. You're trans. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you're trans. <laughs> this is one of the funniest things ever said to me. Tom said, "You look like the octo mom transition." <laughs> uh, but like, it's it is tough, and that that is it. When you said that, it 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 made me think two things. Yeah, I went. I'm I'm so proud of Bobby that he decided to make a change because yeah. making the change is the hardest fucking part yeah and and a lot of people just don't and then just end up one day having a stroke yeah, yeah and this surgery is not for everybody i want to say that because really? there are people you have to get checked out you have to get all this work done and it takes it takes six months to get it you can't just get you it. lost weight before the surgery i had to lose 15 i had to get my bmi down they got it they they the, if i'm not mistaken yeah you need to prove you're serious about this. They don't just let you get it. Yeah. yeah. The 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 doctor, Dr. Arpan, a friend of mine who is at the uh, New York Presbyterian, they don't fuck her. It's like you need to, 
You need to apply for this. You can't just go get it. And it's not for every big motherfucker. You know what I mean? Ralphie had two of them. He, he had the bands. He went through both of them. He went through the band. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's not. You know what I mean? So for me, I was I was done. I was ready to do this. I'm, I'm, and I've, I've done everything they told me to do to a T. And the key is to work out. Here's the thing, too. Yesterday when I was sad, right? You talk about feeling good, right? Feeling... I went and worked out. You know this because yeah. you're great at working out. That's uh, my, that working out's not my problem. My problem is excess. It's excess. It's like my third coffee of the day. My cigar. My first cigar of the day. Like I, I just. It's a I, good I, cigar though. This is a cigar's my favorite. I wish I could push this fucking table read and I love Steve Byrne because yeah. I could sit here and have another one with you and talk to you. Love. I love this cigar. Uh, this is my favorite. This is. But here's the thing about cigars. Yeah. And not to lose the conversation we're having is very important, but like I want to talk about cigars for a second. Yeah, yeah. I don't always get here with every cigar. No, like it's it's a real, it's a thing with a cigar that you you almost and and it's the reason that cigars, unlike alcohol, alcohol you can do every single day and it always delivers the same way. If you try to cram a cigar into your night, it just doesn't fit. No, you gotta you gotta give the moment for the cigar. Yeah. You had to let yourself appreciate. I got done. Uh, I did Pittsburgh, right? Great fucking night. Biggest crowd I'd ever done. I get out. I have a celebratory scar. It's too cold. I don't have shoes on. Uh, I don't have a comfortable chair. Everyone's talking around me. No one's talking about me. <laughs> and I just, I just literally, and I was smoking this cigar, and it's too big of a cigar. I was like, I'm gonna be here for like three days. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> You got to have the right cigar for the right moment. Yeah. That's why I have so many different cigars. You have to have the right cigar for the right moment. And here's my rule with cigars. If it ain't happening, put it out. I don't care if it's a $100 cigar. If it ain't happening, I put it down, I fucking walk away. I don't care if it's, if I'm not like this cigar right here, yeah. um, I love this. So wait, do, when the cigar, this. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so lucky that you introduced me to this actual cigar. Because this one cigar yeah. out of three, I have I have three favorite cigars. Okay, Jaime Garcia is the one I shared with Joe, Tom, and Ari when we did the beginning of Sober October. That is one of my favorite. My father's cigars, the 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 Judge is a great fucking Love cigar. Jaime it. Garcia, thick torpedo, the yeah. big one that's kind of already got the thing. You don't really need to cut it, but I cut it anyway. And uh, Patron Seven Thousand and this cigar. I have, I'll tell you mine, ready? Tatuaje Grand Cajone, yeah. Cajono, whatever. Yeah. Um, the Judge, my father. Oh, fuck. Love The Judge. It's a great size. It's a great ring gauge. Size. It's everything. Um, Long Live the King by Codwell, six by 60. It's a bigger cigar. It's not as big as that. It's like the size of that. Yeah. Long Live the King, one of my favorites. Hold up, keep going. And uh, the Rogan cigar. No Wait, joke. The Hold on. Hang on. The cigar you had on Joe Rogan? Yeah. Joe's cigar. Joe's cigar is one of my favorite cigars. No. 100%. I thought you were lying, and I'm being dead serious. When I saw you on there, because Joe's late to cigars. Right. I'm, I'm, look, the one thing I know about Joe is he's an obsessive human being. Yeah. If he gets into something, he doesn't just casually get into anything no, no, no. at all. Yeah. And so I was hesitant when he, because he started smoking cigars a lot, and yeah. I went, hmm. And then I brought cigars because I didn't trust him because I, and I you I talked about this on the podcast. I didn't trust him because I didn't know if they had been given to him by someone. And he didn't know what he was having. So I, I brought in cigars. 
You've and never smoked one? I did one time and it was super dry. And I, well, secret he, time, he, secret time, secret time. Okay, secret and so, time. Secret and so time. <laughs> one time I had a cigar with him. It was super dry. And was it I, his? It was his. And I, it was, wasn't was kept. I, by the way, I feel horrible saying this. I, I should have said this to Joe, but yeah. just with Joe, I was like, oh, okay, he's getting into cigars. He doesn't know yeah. he's doing yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I bit into it and it just flaked in my mouth. I went, yeah. 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 He, has a, he has a new humidor. Uh, okay, he, he does. But you sat down and you said, I fucking love this cigar. And I went, and the Academy goes to. <laughs> And, and and so I that because because of that one experience probably what two two maybe three years ago with Joe yeah I have consistently brought cigars to him because yeah. I go I want to make sure we're smoking good because I I don't know cigars like you do yeah. but I know them better than Ari does I know them better than like I know them better than not as good as Tommy Johnigan you ever had a cigar with Tommy Johnigan no do you know Tommy I don't I do but I don't you're gonna meet your best friend. Dude. Tommy Johnigan knows. He introduced Mike me to my Caltus, father. Mike Caltus is my best friend. He's Tommy Johnigan knows. <laughs> really? So, Tommy Johnigan every single day goes to the place right next. Yeah, yeah, well, edit that out. But he yeah. goes to, but just bleep it out. Every day and has a cigar. Every day. Goes I, in. Everyone knows him. Right. He's He knows cigars. He introduced me to my father. Really? He introduced me to Mahami Garcia. Oh, I thought you meant your real father. No, he introduced <laughs> me to my father. <laughs> but like, But like that there is... I'll tell you what else I like. Dude, can I just say something yeah, real quick? Yeah, please. That cigar, found, Foundation Cigar, me and Ari went to the tobacco fields in Connecticut and did the two comics, two cigars. Um, the Joe's Pot Cigar. Joe's Cigar. We went to Nick's Fields in Connecticut and did the podcast from there and smoked it from him. No. Gave it to us. Yes. I, have, I owe Joe an apology. Dude, it is. A private It's one. on par with this. I mean, no. this, listen. It's it's different than this. This is my number one. Yeah, that's why. But it is on par with that. That cigar is off the fucking chain. Okay. If you so, get it fresh, you can't smoke any cigar bad. So I have a company who asked me to make my own cigar. I want that too. I want a I want a cigar called the Dude. Go ahead. Uh, that's well. It's so funny. I have the cigars right here. What company? I don't know. I can they tell. They hit you. me up and they're like, "Yo, we want to." This is them. Don't say it out loud. I won't. And so I won't, and, but here's the thing, mm -hmm. much like, um, mm -hmm. much like vodkas yeah, or tequilas, rather more, much like tequilas, yeah. instead of starting my own tequila company, and we've been approached, me and Tom have been approached by a number of, of, of alcohol brands and companies yeah. to start our own brand. Yeah. And I, I always fall back on, yeah, but I like the one I buy better. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to make something to make money. I'm, I, I'm, I'm into the thing. Right. So like, I understand what you're saying. Like, though. I like, I like Found, foundation cigars. No joke. They're real. no joke for real, dude. No joke. First of all, the, so does Joe make, does Joe make one cigar? No, he, the foundation cigars, what they basically Pull did. Foundation cigars, please. They took a cigar, one of their, I forget the name of it. It's yeah. a cigar. And they made Joe cigar kind of from that. You understand? So they'll get this tobacco and this leaf and this, uh, you know, the you know all the stuff, the wrap and all that stuff. And they, you know, he blends tobacco to make his cigars. I mean, dude, those, those are. Well, hold on. This is, go, can you go to their website real yeah, quick? Yeah, dude. Foundation Cigars, no joke. So wait, can I, because I've always turned away from Joe's cigars. That new one is great too, yeah. 
Is, no. is, is, oh, that one's great. What's the oh. ring gauge? Does he have a nice ring gauge on it? Joe's cigar is a perfect hour. Uh, this is two the hours perfect ring gauge. This is the perfect size, yeah. perfect blend. This is the perfect everything. If I was going to sit down like today with you, yeah. this, this is the cigar. It's so I got these Cubans. Yeah. And as I got them, I, I in all fairness, I sent there's Havana cigars on Ventura yeah. is where I go. That's my guy. Yeah. I called him last night and he, and I was like, hey, my assistant's going to come in and grab. I need four, two sets of cigars. Yeah. I need something really expensive. Only because if Bobby wants that, I want that. I go, I need tatuaje la cojones that's my favorite mm -hmm. and then i go can you just set me up with two other you know i'm a ring gauge whore yeah you know i like a you know what i like, like big, he, know, he knows like a me big one. Can i tell you one of the other ones there's in woodland hills there's a cigar company their own cigar they make their they, their role right. uh herb who works over at legendary when we were doing the movie in yeah. serbia he that's his cigar that he smokes their their hand roll that they sell that they make that company i'll, I'll find the place i'll send you a box yeah. that's one of the best cigars i've ever had too and we smoked him in serbia and it was so and herb smokes a cigar a day yeah that goliath right there be one of the best cigars you've ever smoked um that goliath right there i i smoked the one see the little weird one in the middle uh yeah right there that one one of the best cigars i've ever smoked unbelievable and the david the david's great too but here's, I'll tell you something right now. That looks, that's a good looking cigar. Dude, that, I that's smoke, a good looking cigar. Like I, just from the look of it, I like it. I smoked that box myself. Like I got a box of those, I smoked them myself. I didn't even give them out. I just smoked them. Those are no joke. Here's a great cigar you don't know about, but you'd love. What? A Tatawahe. And I don't really talk about this because you can't get them that much. Tatawahe, a J21. Can you type that in? A Tatawahe J21. I might. I would I would smoke it every day. It'd be my everyday cigar if you could get them. Tatuaje J21 are unbelievable. Yeah, they're there right there. That's it right there. That cigar right there, brother. Oh. In that box. See that box? Hold that. Click that box up top. Right there. It comes in that box. Is one of the tastiest, holy shit, cigars you'll ever smoke. And it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> What are you doing, dude? I'm getting in touch with my guy Tatuaje. Are you really? Yeah. Who, the guy I, the guy I told you about, or the guy guy. J 21s man. Who is first Tatuaje I ever smoked? Who is how do you spell tat? Tatuaje. T a t a u j e. I fucking know. I'm stupid, dude. You. So. J twenty one. Is it uh? Does which ones which is the tatuaje guy is it the top top two um that's the that's the guy that's yeah. that's the guy pete great yeah. guy pete, good guy yeah good guy okay so pete johnson yeah you can follow him on instagram mm -hmm. it's tatuaje inc t-a-t-u-a-j-e-i-n-c yeah he hooked me up he hooked me up he's like hey man i appreciate you giving me a shout out or whatever and i was yeah. like I, you you don't Look, you in in podcasting. Yeah, you don't get shout outs. You earn like you earn them. Like it's right. something you love. Like I only talk about shit I love. Like I, I I've said it a million times. As a drinker, Fitvine is my favorite wine. That's my that's what I drink because I don't really. I don't mean this disrespectful towards the guys at Fitvine. I don't. I'm 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 just saying like, I don't really get wine the right. way like a, a, a like yeah. a, a guy a vintner may. 
<laughs> I, I enjoy wine. I enjoy a nice wine. I like a good flavor. I like it. So I can like a full bodied. I like a more muted taste. I like that. Well, they offer all that and it's low in sugar. It's low in tannins. It's low in all the fucking shit that gives you a hangover you so see, I can work out the next day. Do you see the new thing that you can put on the bottle of the wine and it takes out all the tannins so you don't get a hangover? No. You didn't see that? No. There's a new device. You put it on your top of your wine and it filters out the things that give you hangovers on your wine. Google so it. <laughs> I'm all about, like, some. everyone's asked me to do wines and everything. My brand is really recovery. My, my like... What I believe in is getting up the next day and working. Yeah, this thing right there, there it is. You put it on the edge of your wine, the top of your wine bottle, and it filters out the tannins or whatever the, whatever those things are that yeah. make you. No, it's, it goes on the, it goes, like that looks like my mother, that chick. What's her name? That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, what? Gita, Gita, Gita. You, have you ever Gita? seen the comic that does her on Instagram? No. Uh, dude, he's the funniest kid. Yeah, there you go. It filters out the tannins, all the bu all the bullshit, so you don't get a hangover. I would love that, Pete. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I got gotcha. you. Just get me into the fucking reading. Um, um, yeah, but cigars do like you know what another you know what a really holy god cigar is thirty four bucks. It's a thirty four dollar cigar. Is it is it Zeno Platinums? It's a Davidoff. Davidoff makes Dominica. Dominica. So Davidoff makes Zeno Platinums. You ever had a Zeno Platinum? Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy. Crazy. I and mean, then now they're so expensive. Yeah. I got them when they were 33 bucks. The first one I had, the Dean, the Torpedo. Yeah. And it was. I got one at my house um, that I've been saving because of the special. Yeah. So I'm doing all this press. Yeah. So when the special comes out, now I go home on Saturday night. I'm smoking that by myself. To, is the special not out yet? Special's out. Yeah. It was, about, it was like about but to say. I, it was like, but I yeah. did all the press. Yeah. So I had all the stuff lined up to do and yeah. when i go home saturday i'm kind of done with everything yeah and it is what it is um and i'm gonna smoke that by myself i, I kind of saved it to have be like all right you fucking you did it i did i got i got they come in packs of three in a silver steel case yeah and i bought two packs of three when georgia was born and i had a cigar with my dad my two and three of my buddies i right. think i had left one over yeah and I had those when George was born, but the Zeno Platinums are that is such an amazing. It's that's yeah. like, but it's it's a special event cigar. It's like, yeah, I have a couple of those where I'm like, if this you, happens, you turn me on to an aged cigar. So I, like, you turn me on to like, oh, I got this one cigar. Like I remember, I someone and I we did a podcast. We talked about it, and then one of my fans sent me in in like he had he had pressed the the plastic so it was sealed, and each cigar they were small cigars they weren't what i was into yeah but each cigar then had a date and a plate like it was handwritten on a piece of paper yeah. wrapped around the cigar and each of them and they weren't the sizes i normally smoke each of them were fucking phenomenal dude i just smoked a cigar with my friend rob dukes you know rob dukes wait from sirius xm no no you, from from rob dukes from hang on from from uh carton and Rob Dukes from radio, radio guy, right? No. He was the lead singer of Exodus for a minute. Nope. Generation Kill, metal guy. No. Lives in Phoenix. Uh-uh. Fucking loves you. Anyway, yeah. so loves all, loves comedy. I know the name Rob Dukes, though. I don't yeah, know how I know it. He's yeah. he's a cigar guy. I got him into cigars, too. But he had a cigar that he saved for a year that he got. And that's what I love, is when somebody, take a cigar, put it away, let it sit. 
let it sit for a couple of years. Yeah. And then take it out. And when you take it out of the package and the package is yellow from it just sitting there, uh, it's like aged. Yeah. The cigar is like no other cigar you smoke. Yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a cigar, um, this kid, um, Eric, E-Rock from Opie and Anthony. Uh, E-Rock, yeah. 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 He, one day called me, hey, my dad smokes cigars. He doesn't smoke anymore. Do you want them? I was like, yes. Yeah. He showed up with a blood red humidor. Okay. Yeah. And he, you open it up and they're all standing up in glass cases with, uh, look like plutonium. And I had to let them, they were all bad. They were all dry. Yeah. I put them back in for like three, four months. I put them back in with Bavita pack, opened them back up. It's the best cigar, probably the best cigar. One of the best cigars I've ever smoked. Top five really? I've ever smoked is these cigars. Romeo and Juliet's, they only made them for this, this event, yeah. whatever the uh, you know crazy event was, and I have them. But if you let a cigar sit, take it, let it sit in your humidor for a while, just let it baste, and then take it out a, a, a six months from now, a year from now, yeah. and smoke that, it's gonna be a totally different cigar. So I'm getting, I wanna get a, an electric humidor. What, the, like the fridge? Yeah, I wanna get the fridge. Mm -hmm. we're, do, we're, put, we're building a new podcast studio, mm. and I wanna get that, and I wanna, I want to really, I want to, I want to high end my collection. Yeah, but I want to know what I'm smoking. I want to know more about it. Here's you know? the thing: you don't have. You should. I always have. I always say this. I think you should have a high end collection down the bottom, like yeah. mine. I have my high end yeah. collection on the bottom. My Cubans, my Opus X's. I smoked when I did the. Not. To, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but when Try. I did. I'm, you know, my, my, it was a, when we did South Africa Comedy Festival, they had Cubans. Every night I smoked a Cuban yeah. cigar, and I didn't, I, I was before I really got ring gauges, I just wanted a cigar. Yeah. And every single night you could sit inside, smoke a Cuban, and have a whiskey. Every night I went to that bar and had a Cuban, and a, every fucking night. Yeah. Oh, you, Cuban, that's you, so great. You should have you should have your premiums, and then you have your boutiques, Tatuajes, my father, you know, I mean, just as good. Yeah. I mean, just as good. And then you need shit. You need shit. I have a lot of shit. You need shit. You need your shit rack. Yeah. So when douchehead comes over. Or Peter wants oh, a cigar. Whoever. Everybody, whoever, yeah. You, sm you smoke? I don't know. What are they? No. Well, I want a cigar. Yeah. Oh, right here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Take that one. Yeah. And hand him that. Ooh, it's flavored. <laughs> dude, I remember one night, Ari fucking, we had a party at my house. Remember when Mayweather uh, fought McGregor? Yes, I do. I, I bought a, um, I got a little mini projector. I take on the row with me sometimes. It hooks right up to your iPhone. That's, hold on, pivot. Hold on one second. We're going right back to this. If you don't have an internet show about gadgets, that's a waste of the internet entirely. I people. did it, but it didn't work. Why? I don't know. I couldn't get companies to send me stuff. Uh, it's such a oh, hard time. Oh, 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 wow. That's a fucking oversight. Yeah. That's an oversight. If if I, okay, can I, can I, if I can get, if I can acquire companies to send of, me gadgets. Do you have one of these? What's that? You don't know what this is? Uh-uh. You don't have one of these? What is it? So when you're on the plane and they have the big TV oh, you can and you have in. your ear pods. Yes. You plug this in and you can use your ear pods, your wireless earbuds. If I, if <laughs> I can, if I can. Acquire yeah. gadgets. Yeah. Like say I get say I get 10 gadgets a month, mm -hmm. right? Would you fly out, me and you partner on a show that we'll put on the internet? 100%. Okay. 100%. Because I'm 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 
that that, that is my favorite thing in the world are gadgets. My yeah. favorite thing in the world is gadgets, but not like you. You always know the gadget before I do. <laughs> You've always been on gadgets. Way you're ahead of the curve on gadgets. Right. But I love good gadgets. I think I want to say. I remember talking to you about custom in-ear monitors, and you're like, no, nah, I've been on those for fucking years. Yeah. And I was like, for real? Custom I, in-ear monitors are my favorite thing to listen to. And I put those in on a plane. I my, my podcast runs out, and I hear no noise, and I sleep the rest of the flight sound. Yeah, they're great. The, 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 and I, I was the first one to get wireless. Because wireless, you remember, had a wire when it first came out. It wasn't, it wasn't wireless. Mm -mm. And then they came out with true wireless. True Wireless, this company called Braggy, figured out because they couldn't get the thing through your skull. Yeah. They didn't know how to do the Bluetooth through the thing. It couldn't, yeah. it couldn't connect. They figured out, Braggy figured out how to do it. But these things are insane, dude. These things talk to you. They talk to you. And you could literally swipe and it would, you could say, do this, do that. Dude, it did everything. Yeah. It hooked up to your wall. Yeah, these things. Braggy. No, those are the, those are the new ones. The older ones were uh, where are they? I don't know if they have them anymore. But yeah, this company was the first company to do it before Apple, before Jabra, before anybody. Braggy w figured out how to do it, and it was a computer in your ear, and they were the ones to do touch, so you could touch it, and it would do different things. Oh, yeah, Braggy was the shit. You have you've always. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you have always been ahead of the curve with gadgets everything but you're also and this is what i loved about i have to tell you uh you and rick rubin are my two favorite rogan appearances recently really rick rubin's fucking but yours was great because i i and i mean this in seriously i uh i scratched my the rolex right here yeah and i and i saw it and i went oh man this thing's been per it's been perfect and then you said well the coolest thing about getting a rolex is yeah scratching it knowing that's my scratch i put that on there you know who told me that who you know who helped me with that uh, can i guess hold on was it uh phil hmm. who no phil's great yeah that's yeah, great don't get me started on phil um richard at um watches the switzerland my first rolex i bought yeah because a rolex to me isn't about i have a rolex i'm fucking the rolex to me was a watches to me are i did this when i got my breitling oh, wow it was Torgasm, the tour out, the tour I did after when I made yeah. money because I made no money off of Torgasm. I didn't make a dime. HBO didn't pay me a fucking penny. Really? Okay, no, not one penny. Not even SAG minimum. I made my, <laughs> I made my, <laughs> I made my, <laughs> I made my money off of the tour I did with Gary. My Gullman. table reads. My table reads that new wave today. Keep going. Oh, okay, anyways. <laughs> so, so I made my money at the tour we did after, and when I did that. I bought that watch to say, I, this is my hard work and it's right here, right? When I bought my first Rolex was, you know, when I did the, um, the, the Creeps with Kids and all the stuff and my son, I was like, I, I'm, we're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, wanna, I wanna remember this. Yeah. This is what this means, that watch. So I went and got it. I was in Aruba with my Rolex, blue face, date just. My wife goes, don't wear the watch. Why are you wearing that watch? It's so expensive. Why? Because it's my watch. Yeah. Can you not wear it at the, you're going in the ocean. I go, it's a fucking watch. It's the best watch. And yeah. she goes, Can you? I go, all right, fine. I take it off. I hand it to her. And I go, fine, no, here. No, no. Dude, I don't want to hear me. the end of the story. <laughs> We're at the pool. It's packed in Aruba. She dropped it. All you heard was, 
clink, it hit. Dude, let me tell you something. I, I almost was abusive. I was this like, goes back to the holding the baby outside the hospital. Dude, I was, this is the Bobby I know. <laughs> I went. She went. Oh my god. Oh my god. I went. What the? What the fuck? Just drop my. Ro-. I was so mad, and I I literally had to go in and call my watch guy. I called this guy from Aruba. I'm like, I'm like therapy, watch therapy. I'm yeah. like, she dropped my bunker. And I have like the fluted bezel. And there was like a little tiny, little small little thing. It didn't do anything except that little thing on the fluted bezel because it's white gold. Yeah. I was like, it's dead. And he's like, he can send me a picture. He goes, listen, man, listen, stop. This is that little moment, that little thing. Your son when you give this to him, he's going to be like, that's when my mom dropped that watch. And my dad yeah. flipped out in Aruba. He goes, this, these, when you scratch it, every little thing you're going to remember. And that's part of owning it. It's the beauty. I, so when I did Secret Time, I flew back. I was in the car by my, I want to say I was by myself in the car, heading back to the house from LAX. And I said to my wife, I want to buy a watch to celebrate this moment. And I don't, we didn't have a ton of money at the time. So a watch was a pretty big investment. And she was, I mean, now in hindsight, we definitely had enough to buy a fucking watch. But um, she, I didn't do it. I, I, I rather, I called Russell Peters. The watch I wanted was the Sky Dweller White Gold. I called Russell Peters, it's $50,000. And that was out of our budget, definitely, to buy a fucking watch. Still kind of is. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually worth 200 now. Call Russell Peters. Russell Peters, first thing he says is, I have one. Just come grab it. And I went, what? And he goes, I don't wear it. Why don't you wear it for like a couple months? See if you like it. Love You're not going to like it. And he goes, I don't wear it enough. And and to be dead honest with you, get the steel. You can't tell the difference between steel and white gold. And being serious, get the steel. It's a lot cheaper. But I don't think you're going to like it. Come come out and grab it. And I went, I, and him doing that talked me off the ledge. I was like, I won't get anything. This watch I bought, very, very inexpensive for a rolex perspective yeah. and it it's not about the the spending the money for the rolex for me it's about why did i get it where was i when i got it yep. what's the story about getting it yep. i got a great story because when you spend ten thousand dollars on a watch you have a great story about yeah. the lead up i went to every rolex dealer i went to augusta in the rolex dealer in augusta they brought out two watches just didn't feel it yep. when she brought out this watch i went she she put it in front of me in vegas i think her name's christina she put it in front of me and she goes, that's your watch. Yeah. And, and she knew it. And I went, that is a great watch. She goes, no, that's not a great watch. That's your watch. Yep. She knew it. She yeah. gave it to me. I've told this story a million times. I texted, I texted pictures to my dad, Tom, and my wife. My wife said, you should get it. I was like, whatever. My dad's like, how much? And I told him. He's like, well, it was a lot for a watch. I texted Tommy. Tommy writes me this letter. You are the hardest working guy I know. You are you are touring nonstop. If anyone deserves this watch, it's you. Yeah. You are dot, dot, dot. All these little little facts about me, about where I am in my career. I then walk back. I go in and I buy the watch. I go, I'm buying the watch. The next day I call Tom. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, well, you know, I sent you that text a while about why you deserve that watch. I said, where are you at? And he goes, I'm going to roll it to He goes, I got, I'm better than you are. I deserve a watch. <laughs> but but it's, it's those. the only investment you can enjoy. Yeah. You wear it. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it, and I have a hard time. I have this one, and I have one my dad gave me. Yeah. And I have a hard time taking this off. And and I told Leanne, I said, for my birthday, yeah. she said, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I would like a watch. I'm turning 50. I would like you to buy me a watch. I want you yeah. to buy me a watch. Yeah. She's like, what do you want? I said, I don't want to tell you what I want. 
but I'll give you a, a scope of what I want. Yeah. And then she was like, that's stupid. That's so expensive. I'm not buying it. And then I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, well, then get me a present, whatever. But if, if she doesn't get me what I want, I'll just, I'll, then I'll have that fun journey of the next eight months of trying to find the watch I want. Yeah. You know what and, watch I want next? What? This is the, this is my next watch. Yeah. I want to get, I'm going to, I want a, um, Omega Speedmaster, the moon watch. I want the moon watch. I want a, a leather, alligator black leather with deployment band, but I want 2013. Yeah, there it is. The the black leather That's band. That's a good looking watch. Uh, if they have the black. That looks leather. like a lot like the watch I want. No, the, the one on the corner, the one on the corner. Yeah, that one. That's the watch I want. I want that watch. That's yeah. the first watch in space to the moon. Really? Yeah, that's the moon watch. And that deployment band on it, it's uh, it's kind of like the Rolex thing, but it's the Omega one. Yeah. You just push the buttons on it. And I want 2013 because it's my son's uh, birth year. Well, do you know what's so funny? Fucking uh, Kevin Christie hit me up the other day and he goes, because the watch I was looking at is the GMT 1675. Type in GMT 1675. It's the watch that... that uh, I think that's the right number. Yeah. Oof. I it's the watch that Magnum PI wore. <laughs> but it's but he he so what I love about this watch and and is it's um a beautiful watch. It's a Pepsi. Yeah. And what had happened is so Pan Am back in like the 70s was like, yo, we can we reach out to Rolex? We want to watch for our, our pilots. And so what they made is this watch. It's a great for comics because it's a 24-hour dial on top, so when you travel, you can spin it to your new time zone, and you can always tell what time you're on right. that you're in for a, much like a pilot. Yep. But it's but I love the I love all of everything about it. And Kevin Christie hit me up. We t- we were talking at the store, and he was like, "Yo, just so you know, uh, they've got great ones in your birth year." And I went, "I wouldn't mind buying a birth year watch. Birth year. I have this these whiskeys. Uh, a buddy gave me this whiskey. Uh, this old crow is from my birth year." And he's like, "Why don't you open it up on your 50th? It was brewed in your yeah. birth. They they bottled it your yeah. birth year. That liquor's been sitting there as long as you for 50 years. You should open it and share it with your dad." He goes, "I don't know if it's any good, but it's worth the story, right?" Sure. And I went, "Fuck yes!" And so I've been looking at these watches nonstop. It's a good looking, but then part of me goes, "I'll just get the brand new one." Now I'm gonna get that. I got the brand. I got the 2013. I'm gonna wear it, and when he graduates high school, I'm gonna hand it to him. I'll give him that's your dad's watch. That's fucking. I'm gonna hand him that watch. So it's a Speedmaster. It's the the Moon Watch. It has history. Yeah. 2013 when he was born, and he'll have that watch. And I like the leather band. This this is the uh, this is the Rich Voss debacle watch that I is, got. What's the? I remember Rich bought the watch you wanted, right? Well, that's the Sky Dweller. That's this the, is a great fucking watch. That's the most complicated this Rolex is, they make. This is the watch I wanted. Is this is this white gold or steel? No, I got the uh, that's steel. It's beautiful. Yeah, white it's gold. I've been is, looking at it on your wrist the entire time. White gold is fuck is fantastic. This is but beautiful. I told Vishwas four years ago I wanted the blue face sky dweller jubilee bracelet with the jubilee bracelet with so the fucking yeah. badass. And um, this is beautiful. What I love about this watch and yeah. what I would is the bezel. The, yeah, it the just fluted spark, bezel. It sparkles. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty poppy. And I, I, we went to. We would go. We would do uh, uh, Jim and Sam or O and A, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. We would do that and go to the. Uh, jewelry, jewelry district or whatever the, the diamond district and we'd look for it and you could never find it i wanted it from a dealer can't get it it's impossible to get 
but I want it. The, the reason why I didn't want to buy it off the gray market, I want to get it from like so mayors gorgeous. in Tampa. So yeah, you said or, mayors in Tampa. Right. I want to get it from them because I want to pay what you pay. I don't, I want to pay retail. I don't want yeah. to pay gray market. I don't want to pay that market. So if I don't get it, I'm not meant to have it. Right. Yeah. We did it for years. We looked for this watch together. He wound up coming on my podcast one day like this. And I'm like, what's up? And I look over. I listened to that podcast. He's wearing the fucking watch. I listened to that podcast. I, w- I didn't talk to him for two weeks. <laughs> I love that. I didn't talk to him for two weeks. He was such a fucking piece of shit with that. And he's like, dude, I couldn't give it to you. I'm like, you could give it to me. Yeah. You could have called me. And then I wound up calling up mayors. Uh, they're so great. And I said, I want the black. I want the blue. I don't I like, want blue. I like well, I like the blue. I like, I'm a blue fan of blue, but I like the, I love. I think the black's better. I'm I've been looking at that watch. I was gonna get. I wanted the one with the white face, but it didn't I look. I I I looked at it and I just went. It's not the watch I want right now. Like it, it, when I looked at it, I went. And then you know, oddly enough, here's the deal. Go, pull up my calendar. Uh, I want to shout out to mayors in Tampa. I grew up in Tampa. Best. I'm doing, the, uh, Amelie Amelia center in tampa what am i doing halston you know nick who from mayors no, i don't know anyone at Dude, mayors. you gotta talk i think my dad knows people at instagram mayors. nick of time he's the guy at mayors what's his name nick of time on instagram hit Is him he, up uh, i'm gonna find him right now so when am i in in tampa i just talked cow about this today one of my best friends did you you know cow lost his my my number one best friend not one of my best friends the top of the line like there's him and then there's other people um and i'm his best friend um he lost his rolex for a year for real yeah he couldn't find his he goes i have a rolex somewhere in the house i have nick a rolex of time yeah nick of time follow back oh done nick yeah, there you go I'm, I'm i'm messing jim right now when am i in tampa Nick, I'm in Tampa, February 17th, period. If I sell out the Amelie Arena, I'm coming by to buy a Rolex. Tell him what you want to. I don't, I want him to surprise me, kind of. They can't, they, I don't think because they, they don't have Let's them. talk watches. I'm doing the uh, Amelie Arena. It's, it's the one of the few places I've been excited to do yeah. where I'm like, uh, and because Cow had called me, he's like, you're doing the fucking arena in Tampa? I was like, I guess. I didn't know I was. <laughs> and so February 17th, I will be just back from Europe. I will have a brand new hour. It'll. I will have a, probably my hour that I probably will have bits from this hour that you haven't seen in Tampa because I know what I've done in Tampa. Yeah. There will be parts because I don't think my special will be released yet. It's, I think it's coming out. I think it's coming out in March. So I will have killer bits in it. But I'm doing the MLA Arena in Tampa, February 17th, and then I'm going, that day, I'm going to fucking hit up Nick, and yeah. I wanna buy a watch, and that's then, that, because that's a great time yeah. to buy a watch. That's when you do it, you're home, you sell it at an arena, yes. and I, you do Is it bad if I get it an orange face, a creamsicle no. face, like the Bucks? Dude, uh, I mean, listen. <laughs> Okay, go get the box. I want, I want one of the ones that the football players turned in. And he didn't want anymore. <laughs> one of those obnoxious ones, okay, bed covered in diamonds. No, don't do that. This says that. eight eight one three. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. That's fucking stupid. How great? Did you see my special? I I haven't seen okay. the special yet. So here it is. Because I saw the I saw the intro, I saw the I love the setup. I, there's so much I love about it. 
The kill, I love the Killbox it's, title. It's on LouisCK.com. Yeah. Uh, Louis directed it, produced it, and uh, he goes, where do you want to shoot it? I go, Tampa. Because of, you know, they're yeah. just, they've supported me so much, right? The opening, the opening, guess who it is? Pitbull Toddler. Dude, the opening shot is my number one best friend, right? <laughs> Playing the bass. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Robert Kelly. And then Shut it pan, dude. It pans down to me. That's fucking. That's what awesome. you do for when you when you have, when your best friends. That's when your best friends. When your best friends, Pitbull buddy. Pitbull toddler will be playing at the Amelie Arena. My best friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> dude, it made me so happy just because they're like, gum, 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 gum. it's just that Tampa that fucking Tampa fucking Pete's on it. Pete. Galvin's playing the drums, that's and then they awesome. they go to Mike, just you know, fake playing the bass. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Uh, he was. It was so great to have that for me because, yeah. dude, when I got the first edit, it wasn't it, Mike wasn't in it. It was on Pete. It was on oh, Pete. For real? It was on Pete and Galvin, right? And I I wrote back before any of that. I go. You have to, you have to put Mike in. Yeah. And Louis's like, what? I'm like, dude, he's my number one best friend. <laughs> and he's like, I don't what? Louis. <laughs> Louis doesn't, you know, Louis's like the big guy. Yeah, yeah. He, I go, he has to, you have to go. The guy in the cutoff Yankee shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Louis didn't want it at first, man. He really? was like, what? I was like, all right. But then when he got there and they were jamming, um, he, I, I looked over and he was just rocking out. Oh, that's fucking And great. it just made it so perfect for that special in Florida to have that band. Well, it's, and it's and that, like, there's so much for me to unpack in the fact that you have Louie directing your special. It's so perfect because, you know, I mean, I don't need to say this to you. You already know this, but like, I, I sincerely... I take my shirt off on stage. There is not, maybe there's 10 people in the world I have a hard time following. And you are number one or two out of that list. Right. When we did Caltus Cruz and you went up, you're like, you want me to go first? In my head, I always go, well, yeah, because I don't want anyone to have to follow me when I take my shirt off. Right. Because it's it's kind of a cheat code. You rip your shirt off and then everyone, like the next guy doesn't. Right. And uh, I rip my shirt off and they're like, eh. <laughs> And I remember I had to quote your set to get him back. <laughs> I was like, all had those moments, 17 dude. summers, huh, Bobby? <laughs> I remember quoting your set going like, motherfucker. Dude, you're so in the pocket with your material, with who you are on stage. Yeah. You're so fucking funny. You are by far, and this is one of the things, I wish we had fucking another hour to do this podcast. One of the things that bums me out is like I watched you online and you were talking to Rich uh, Atel and uh, and Norton. and Norton, and you're like, we're the old guys. But I, that's so funny because I don't see, I don't see you and Rich and Atel and Norton as the old guys at all. Yeah. But then I started going, wait, am I an old guy? Yeah, like when you look at Shane Gillis and Mark Norman, they're in their 30s, they're turning the 40. Bucks, man. They're young bucks and they're hungry. They're good. But there is, listen, and I think Norman, Shane, Ari, well, Ari's an old guy too, but yeah. uh, Lewis. Big J, yeah. fucking Soder, yeah. uh, 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 Schultz, List. Joe List, yep. all those guys, all those guys. I guarantee there's comedy doesn't comedy doesn't age the way it used to, and there is the murder level that yeah. you're at right now yeah. is so. It, it's you. It's you don't get good until you're 40 at all. That's right. my opinion. 
and you don't get great until you're 50. <laughs> I'm being serious no, because you really know who the fuck you are and you stop pandering. Once you're at 50, you stop pandering to trying to get fans that you never really wanted Once in the you first don't place. have a B plan. Yeah, you yeah. go, I'm in. Yep. You're so in the pocket. Yeah. You're so, your class, it's funny, your class, I feel like, got better with age. Like yeah. you, Bill, Dane. You, you're in my class. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I, I feel you're like I'm, my always, class, dude. I'm a year below you guys Listen, because dude, you, you don't guys sell out all, a, You don't sell out arenas, But you know what I mean? But, I, but I'm like, it, Rich Voss is w one of, if not the funniest human being to ever be in a circle with. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone on stage, he delivers every time. Yeah. Atel, obviously. Atel and Norton, I don't have to say a word about it. Fucking, yeah. The respect level I have for those guys is the best. way surpasses yeah. the respect I have for Rich. Yeah, but, um. yeah I mean, 100%. <laughs> I'm so sad that he's my fucking close friend. <laughs> but but you, you are... Can I say something about what, what I think we did back in the day and you guys, Rogan, you, Segura, Ari, and now I think all the new guys are doing, and now, you know putting out the special mm -hmm. and Louie just saying, they say no, yeah. they, whatever. And he goes, we, we don't have to ask anymore. No. And Louie's like, I'm doing it. And the like this, this tour I've been on, you know, Tom and, and his wife and, and Rogan and you and, 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 and Andrew Schultz and nobody anymore. Nobody's coveting their success. Yeah. Like everybody's like, dude, Here's my people. Go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go and we're all saying, fuck it. Go buy his special. Go see his show. Go check her out. Because we, we're not asking anymore as comedians. You yeah. know what I mean? We're just helping each other with our fan bases. Go and in, you like comedy. Go and do it. It's the coolest thing that I'll say Rogan gifted comedy was uh, not being greedy yep. and, and sharing the spotlight. And when you say when you say when you say that you see someone like Andrew doing his own thing, the one thing that is that is uh, mirrored to Rogan is this selflessness. Unbelievable. Andrew Schultz, I'm saying Andrew Schultz is absolutely selfless in with sharing the spotlight yep. and trying to get other people to pop. Dude, he is. I'm telling you, him, Louis, you, Rogan, Kalta. I mean, all these people. Uh, Tom, I yeah. can't believe like they you they. The, the the love the and the openness Schultz he goes he got on the line he goes I want to be on with your social people and he literally told Schultz them, takes it to the next level he's because he's really good he's really yeah. good at the he's really good at so many fucking things he's and I think he just sees things I know he sees things differently than I do because he'll say things and I'll go yeah good call yeah I was like I didn't see that and usually I feel like I see everything yeah like I I have always have a take on something yep Schultz really is a a game change. He, that guy really has a, a fucking unique way of seeing stand-up comedy. Meaning, like, his material's great. Yeah. His what he does on stage is great. But the whole thing. Every but yeah. everything that he touches yeah. in that in that space really kind of has its own yeah its own spin and its own like he really. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I could go on and on, but like a lot of it's inside baseball stuff. Yeah. But, like, uh, he really is fucking impressive. He's great at I mean, look, look, I started podcasting, I think, before everyone. Before everyone. You, right? you started it back in the day when you call on your phone. I remember listening to it on MySpace. Yeah, Robert Kelly is sometimes calling Quinn. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, I still do my podcast. You know what, dude? You've been on it. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing back in the day was I want to just bring people comics on. You might be responsible for popping more people than Rogan. Yeah, except me. I never <laughs> popped me. 
my podcast. Other other people have gotten. I really met Tim sh- Dillon on your podcast. I met yeah. I met, the- uh, I met fucking uh, Dan Soder on your podcast. I met so many people on your podcast where I was like, yeah. Well, I remember t- Tim Dillon is the perfect example because I met Tim on your podcast. Then me you and Tim went out and had a cigar. I think I had a drink. You, we all had cigars. Tim smoked cigarettes. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then Tim hit me up. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna be in L.A." This is years ago, and I was like, "Guy's fucking hilarious." Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember having. And he said to me the other day, he goes, "Yeah, you're one of the first guys to like put me over in L.A." And I was yeah. like, "No way." Yeah. In my head, I was like, "Oh yeah, Bobby introduced us." Yeah, we all. I love the fact that comics put, we put each other over. Yeah. Like, nobody covets their success. It's. Which, I mean, I'm trying. I I look at I I look at the I'm not as much a great internet guy as I am live performance guy where I go I can promote a show and so like I do the fully loaded yeah. festival and I try to fill it with all the comics and there's no better feeling than watching people go who the fuck is this guy yeah. and then you get it's it's almost better than turning a fan yourself you're like I told you I'm fucking cool yeah like I told you I know like not only that but my friends are fucking great like it's the greatest feeling to go yeah I only fuck with the best like yeah. I, I those are my friends are the greatest I, I say it over and over again I am friends with the undisputed funniest human beings in the world. In the world. In the man. world. Don't ever step to a party at my house and go, you want to hear a joke? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I have, I only fuck with brilliant thinking, funny people. That's all I fuck with. Yep. On the phone, on text, on yeah. podcasts. That's my business yeah. is that. That's like when you, we talk to the guys at Tatuaje or at Foundation, they go, this is what I do. I make cigars. You're going to like it. I go, trust me when I say, if I bring someone on the podcast, nine out of ten times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta know that one. I get a few stinkers every now and then. Did you see Rogan's new hour? No. Dude, I I sat down. I was he 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 uh come to the Vulcan and I yeah. went to the Vulcan room. Unbelievable. The crowd's fucking Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I room. almost wanted to move to Austin. Like I was like, this That's is how intense. they get you. That's how they get you. And then they give you a handgun and you're like, I can carry this around anywhere. <laughs> yeah, dude. But he went up, I went down, I watched a little Tony, then I went down to watch him and I sat on this ice cold metal stool. I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch for a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't move. Dude, I, 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 I couldn't gotta, move. I got to watch him. Dude, it was I, epic. Like, I was, my uh, my eyebrows were up the whole time. Shut like, up. dude, it was so fucking, it was so awesome to see. Like, Louis' new yeah. hour is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And, like, I watched that on tour with him. But this is the same, it's like the same type of thing where it's like another level of, there's no, it was flawless transitions. Like sometimes in between jokes, I'd be like, all right, you know? Yeah. Dude, from this, and it went to that, and all of a sudden you're a half hour in, I'm like, I don't know where the transition, there was no, like it was so flawless. He's at the top of his game. He really is, like, that's why I say, you don't get great until you're 50. I Man. can't wait to see what this hour looks like for me. I'll be 50 years old in yeah. 17 days. What's your hour going to be called? Uh, I'll tell you. Off air? I, I say it a lot in life. I find things I say in podcasts a lot. Yeah. Um, they trans they translate to my fans. I, I say secret time nonstop. I yeah. still say secret time. Um, hey, big boy is all that's said around my house. Hey, big boy. And so, like, I just try to find the thing that's just authentic to where I'm at in my life and then use it. So yeah. um, we, we have to wrap all this right, up. I have to go do a table read. Right, hey. Congrats on the special. Thank you, brother. Everyone can get it at louisck.com. louisck.com. Uh, yeah, you can buy it there. And yes, I'm not giving away it for free. 
because I have to pay Louis back. Yeah. I have to pay Louis back, and I and I and I have a tiny house I have to pay for. Yeah. But uh, no, yes. Yeah, so it's ten bucks. It's a comma macchiato. It's ten bucks. Go get it's it. Fucking. I cannot wait to watch. I'm going to save it for a sober flight. Okay, great. So I can watch it on a sober flight, right. and then I'll text you and I'll let you know uh, how my best friend did in it. Yeah, my best friend. My best friend. My, uh, he's your best friend. He's my number one best friend. Number one. I love you, buddy. I love you too, buddy. Thanks for having me over. Thank man. you for doing this. We got it. Buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.